Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back. Episode 129, man. Yes, sir. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, recently, Taco. There's a lot of podcast niggas out there that ain't did 129 episodes. Got talking big stuff. You know what I mean? Goddamn right. Meet me on the street. <laughs> we can fight it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast tag team match? That'd be wild. <laughs> right? Um, hey, can you imagine uh, all of a sudden you hear that little intro music? Uh, what's the John Cena? Mm hmm. Come out with some jean shorts on. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's get right into it. Uh, Recently, uh, Taco Bell just dropped some shit from their menu. And one of the items they dropped was a Mexican pizza. Now, there is literal outrage all over Twitter. People are pissed off. One dude said, the only thing that kept me eating at Taco Bell for 30 years was the Mexican pizza. And I'm just like, fuck, I've never seen so many people mad over something so small. First of all, Putting the word Mexican in front of it is offensive enough. I don't I've never heard one Mexican say, yeah, we should go for a Mexican pizza. That would be great. <laughs> that's how we describe food, though. I don't think that's. Like, well, I know. I, yeah. I, I mean, offensive as in like eating real authentic Mexican food. No, I got you. Yeah. Not yeah. an offensive as in saying Mexican. Let's go get one of those nigger burgers. I yeah. They're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nigger Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> Let me get a a double nigger with a. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to Nigger Burger, home of the Nigger Burger. Can I take you? Over? <laughs> Motherfucking Kitty and Kale working in there. <laughs> Would uh, you like to try one of Armando burgers? <laughs> oh uh, man, that's funny. Yeah, but this shit is fucked up, man. This is this this. I, I had a Mexican pizza before and it's just a bunch of bullshit like sauce and Put tomatoes and tomatoes in it. It's just a cluster fuck. That's what they should change the name to the uh, the, uh, the pizza cluster fuck. This is not good. In my opinion, in my opinion only, it's not that great. But some people are really outraged about it. So. We shouldn't be outraged at food that's killing you anyways. 100%. Taco Bell is really saving your life. Why say that? Because oh, you already eat that terrible food, processed meats and whatnot. Oh, okay, because I had to process what you just said. You said Taco Bell is saving your life. I'm like, they're not saving anyone's life. <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell should change their name to Laxative Bell. <laughs> Laxo Bell. <laughs> Try a new Laxo Bell. Or Laxo Tacos. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yo, real talk, like, I've eaten Taco Bell before and got sick the same day. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I oh, you were telling me that you, I don't know if you want to share with the audience, but mm-hmm. you're telling me why the meats or why it gives people diarrhea. Oh yeah. They basically have meat in the bag. If it's not, if the, if the temperature is not like at the right temperature, like if they don't, they basically boil the meat in a bag and then they pour it down. Like they're not really cooking the beef. It's all pre-made. Even the beans are pre-made. And if you don't like get them hot enough, then you could get really sick. Yeah. So that's probably why when you get a lukewarm taco, you better be fucking, you better be careful. <laughs> like if the meat is piping hot, then like that's, that's not good. bad. Then you're yeah, good. Because I've eaten some taco meat before from there. I'm like, oh, God damn. This shit that's has a caution. Shit <laughs> a caution label on this taco, man. <laughs> that's funny. But I, I ain't going to front though. I do like them chalupas. Oh, my God. Those chalupas. are bomb. Which Chicken or beef? Uh. Well, chicken, preferably, but mm-hmm. I'll fuck with the beef if I have to. Yeah, um, just that tortilla is just fire. Oh, man, that's yeah. good. So Taco Bell, is you going to be all right. You know, first of all, I'll never go there. But if I do, I fuck with the chalupas, man. Yeah, I have a suggestion. I mean, this is I don't got no pool in the fast food industry, but right. um, I always thought that 
these McDonald's, Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, I always thought their menus are getting too large. They're mm. adding too many items to their menus. Yeah. Because when, when we, at least in Bakersfield, when True. we're driving around, the the spots that be packed is freaking uh, in and out and Chick Fil A, jam packed, lying around the building. Um, so and you know with those they only have a handful of items yeah. that you can choose from. Yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. point. You know why? It's because they've mastered being great at one thing. All you gotta do is be great at one thing. Yeah, that's it. Burgers and fries. But I think um, In and Out fries taste like trash. Uh, oh man, In and Out fries taste like child abuse, man. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're doing back there with those fries. Yeah. But they gotta do something else, man. That is not good. The burgers are okay. I say out of a ten, what would you get the burgers out of a ten? They like seven and seven point five. As I get seven point five. Yeah. Same here, man. Same here. In and out is just cool. It is just cool. Yeah, it's yeah. just a California staple. People make a bigger deal. If you're not from California and you're listening to this, like, look, it, it's not as big a deal. You, if you're from like Texas, they got Whataburger. Those Whataburgers is fire. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah I mess with Water. Yeah. Whataburger is better than In and Out. Yeah, I would. Fight I would me. say so. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. Yeah. Sue me. Um. <laughs> yeah. I used to go there when I was in school. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, pretty I used sure to they, pull up New Mexico. And the fire, the fries is way better than In and Out too. Just overall, the burger uh-huh. is bigger. It's just a, it's just yeah. a better. But they experience. got crinkle fries there, right? Um. I don't know. I I just get the regular, regular. Oh, okay. String. It's been a while things. since I've been in Texas. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I would imagine they got they got those in New Mexico too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys are right by Texas. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Well, they used to have it on campus too. Oh wow. Yeah. They're trying to kill y'all. Um, <laughs> well, I'll say this, man. We live in a <clears throat> we live in a fast food culture, and we get a little too offended at things that really shouldn't matter. Like for like, you could you should make some shit at home, man, because the shit in the drive through is killing you. You need to read the signs. The signs say specifically this may cause birth defects if pregnant, or this can cause uh, cancer, or whatever. And we still eat it. So yeah, you can't yeah. chastise someone that smokes cigarettes. If you're eating fast food, because you might as well smoke. Yeah, I think I think we, we 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 use that kind of ideas in different facets of our life. Right. You know, we we had that conversation off air about um, people chastising gay people, but also they cheating on their wife. Right. Or whatever. But right. the same thing applies with food, and you know, I'm a victim of it also. But um, you know, you talk about somebody that's uh, you know, smoking cigarettes, but also we're eating cancerous foods consistently. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah. And yeah. we'll get into a story later about a person that has experienced that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Switching gears. Um, why knowing how to fight is important. Um, a lot of people Hadouken. don't. Hadouken. Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got the things no more. The what? We don't got the little pads no more. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. it. It's not connected. Yeah. It'd be like, nigga, you can. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a crazy, that'd be a super controversial character in Street Fighter. <laughs> His name would be like Daquan. <laughs> nigga, you. Nigga, you can. <laughs> nigga, you can. <laughs> oh, man. He backhand you, baby mama. <laughs> baby mama. <laughs> EBT. T, T, T. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I was thinking about the uh-huh. uh, when Chris Flair was on here. We was oh, talking yeah. about the L.A. Spook Hunters. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Chris Flair, man. Yeah, shout out to my guy. Go man. check out his Facebook page, Chris Chris Flair Comedy. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, knowing how to fight, and what I mean is not being a professional boxer or some shit like that, but just ha- just knowing the basic mechanics of how to throw a punch. Mm-hmm. You know how to distribute the. 
the you know the energy from your you know your hips and feet or whatever to throw a throw a jab or a hook or mm-hmm. whatever the case. Just the basics. The reason why it's so important to know this is because even if you're a peaceful person, someone's going to test you. Yeah. Some somebody's going to test you. Imagine this. Let me give you a scenario. Imagine you're at the store, you're chilling with your wife, and your wife is probably very voluptuous. Has probably has huge breasts or a big booty or whatever. She's minding she got her business. A wop. Yeah, she got the wop, but she's minding her fucking business at the store and some lunatic comes up and just grabs her ass, right? Because people do weird shit. Oh, yeah. Right? And then if you see that, what's your move? Are you going to say, hey, man, that's not cool. You shouldn't do that to my girlfriend or my wife. Mm-hmm. You should be already socking this motherfucker. When, by the time he's pulling his hand off your wife's ass, you should have a right hook leaning right into his fucking jaw. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> There's fun. nothing to talk about, bro. Yeah. You disrespect. Your, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rule. I don't say it's a rule, but it's a, a man code, in my opinion. You disrespect my wife, girlfriend, sister, or just family. I'm fucking you up, man. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, if I see somebody coming after Keith, now nah, I'm fighting. That's mm-hmm. just how I get down. So you have to know how. Am I like a... Uh, extremely what like am I extremely great at hand to hand combat? No, I'm not great, but I do understand how to throw a jab, mm-hmm. how to throw a hook, you know, to yeah. keep keep your chin down, to keep your hands up. Yeah, because if you don't keep your hands up and your chin down, now your chin is moving everywhere, and you can get your jaw broke or getting. That's how you get knocked out. Mm-hmm. People don't realize most of the time you get knocked out is because your fucking neck is everywhere. <laughs> that's like you know, that's Got like that a bobblehead. Huh? Yeah, that's like basically your bobblehead. That's yeah. like a peanut butter and jelly sounds to a motherfucker that knows how to fight. They're gonna yeah. hit you right in that jaw and lay your ass out. <laughs> and your hands is down. You ever seen like a game banger get in a fight? Like, come on, cuz, and then his hands niggas just- be. Niggas know how to shoot better than they know how to fight. <laughs> I done seen many a game banger with no hands. Yeah. They throw a wild punch hoping it lands. Yeah. It's like getting dude. punched all in their head. Yeah, man. That's, That's a- how the, the the craziest niggas I know from like, you know, that grew up to be like game bangers and in prison and whatnot and whatnot be niggas that had zero hands in elementary school. Yeah, exactly. High. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they become like these cool game bangers and they be yeah. like trying to like Trying to punk people and shit. Yeah. Then they roll in big groups because they know they could jump you. Even though they can't fight, they'll be able to jump you. Mm-hmm. But I don't give a fuck what gang you're from. I'll beat your ass. You, got me <laughs> fucked up. you could be a crip, blood. I don't care. I'm going to mind my bit. Like, my thing is, I'm the type of dude that I'll let you think you punked me and I'll just leave. Like, they'll be like, fuck you, damn bitch. And one dude told me that I was at the club. It was like years. I'm talking about around 10 years ago and i was like oh bro i gotta get out of here so yeah. i went home he's like oh you gonna let that nigga punk you like that yeah i'm like i'm not getting punked i'm being smart yeah because i know that guy over there i don't even know that person and they doing that he's probably drunk mm-hmm. and he's a moron i don't have to prove myself yeah especially so, in those club settings like yeah you just you just never know what can happen a physical altercation inside the club is cool but mm-hmm. you know who knows what happens when people leave right. like i've been in um um, situations where niggas go get guns from their yeah. cars and stuff like that. So you don't want to get involved in that. Uh-uh. Yeah. But in, in close quarters, if you get in some shits, you need to know the basics. Okay. Yeah. I compare fighting to having a, a savings account. People have a savings account for a rainy day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in case something goes on. That's all the savings account is really for. Yeah. Fighting is like a savings account. It doesn't mean you need to be violent and you need to be walking around starting shit or you need to be, you know, trying to hurt people. All it means is you could be peaceful, calm, respectful, mind your business. But when some shit goes down, you know how to neutralize it. Yeah. Most people got guns and don't know how to throw a fucking jab. That's wild. So it's like if 
you ain't got your gun, you're going to get your ass whooped. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? Run home and get your gun and come back? Yeah. By the time that happens, the person's going to be gone. Now you're just there with a gun. Yeah. So it's like, dude, and I- I'll say this too. Um, women, you really need to know how to fight. You really, really need to know how to legitimately fight. And if if you have a boyfriend that's a fighter, I'm sure that he probably taught you how to fight. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, you can't exist in a world where you're just pretty and you're this princess that posts these selfies and you get 400 likes and everyone loves you and you're on TikTok and all that bullshit. That ain't going to matter when somebody is trying to get you, mm-hmm. when they're trying to fucking grab you, they're trying to you know, overpower you. It's a lot of weirdos, creeps and rapists out here. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to hit this motherfucker in his nose and back him up, mm-hmm. kick him in his shin and his shin. You know what I'm saying? There's some elbows to the neck. I mean, to the head, elbows to the body. Like you mm-hmm. need to know how to do this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I think um, it's super important because you just never know what people are capable of, especially right. if you're in, you, you put, and I don't do this as much anymore. But I used to go to the club and you'd be surrounded and I don't drink. So when I'm when I'm at the club, I'm generally the only sober person there. Mm -hmm. But um, you just run into so many type of energy, so many different type of people that, you know, just want to be in, you know, any kind of physical altercation just because they drunk. They got some some energy to get off or whatever or whatever. But if you're in those situations in in one thing, you're not capable of um, defending yourself. But also, if you don't have the confidence to defend yourself, that's a whole nother thing. Because um, when something pop off, if you just kind of got this nervous energy and you're right. not ready to defend yourself, then you're just going to get beat up. Yeah, you're going to be standing there. I've seen somebody <clears throat> getting their ass with before. And this is no lie. And, and it's like, it's not funny, but it's funny when you think about it. The dude got mad. OK, some dude got mad. He kind of started some shit. And then the dude tried to defend himself and couldn't fight. And then the dude was beating him up. And he's like, all right, man, that's enough, man. All right. He's <laughs> like, the guy getting you, you can, beat up. The guy so getting beat enough. up was like, that's enough, man. All right, dude. <laughs> you beat all my right. ass, dude. Come right. on. You beat me up, man. <laughs> Fuck. That's enough, man. Damn. <laughs> Punch him in my head, bro. God. He gave me one more jab. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. All right. I get it, dude. You're tough, bro. You're tough, bro. All right, man. I get it. Ah, uh, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you got to somebody getting a fight. Usually somebody breaks it up, but this <laughs> oh, man. He, he trying to break up the fight with his he, words. He broke, he broke it up with his jaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And my thing, too, the reason why I'm so respectful to people, just everyone in general, is that that's who I am. But also because you don't need to act like people should be um, okay with you disrespecting them because one of them is going one of them is already on the edge and one of them probably has a gun already. Okay. Also, you be running into people that are um, like real martial arts. dudes. Exactly. So, yeah, um, don't play. Yeah. You need to be careful with, mm-hmm. you know, who you pick. Them. Usually the martial art, martial arts guys is defending themselves. They're, mm-hmm. they're generally not the hot headed person because nah, exactly. they know their capabilities. But I've heard of situations where this dude, he like a black belt in karate mm-hmm. and he get tested by a drunk dude and he just get pieced up real quick. Yeah. And then it was over. That'd be crazy. You know, you know somebody that karate is whooping your ass when they're like, just kicking your just yeah. kicking you all in the ribs and shit. You're like, oh fuck. I heard this story. Um it happened at one of the comedy shows. And uh the the guy the guys in the class clowns, they were telling me this story about mm-hmm. um how one of Brent's brothers is I think it's his he called him his brother, but really like his best friend. Right, right, right. Um he was at the show 
and he's he's uh you know just calm cool collected but he's like mm-hmm. he's like that he's brown belt or black belt or whatever yeah. and karate and some drunk dude just kept like um getting in his just kind of invading his space and it wasn't yeah. really aggressive i don't think the drunk dude was gonna like physically fight him yeah but he, the the guy he was the the calm dude that knew karate was feeling so uncomfortable about the situation yeah. that he just pieced him up real quick. Like he hit him with it like a couple. I think he, I think he literally, I think he literally hit him with his right hand like three times in the face, like pop, pop, pop. And then it was just over. He was leaking. And then there was a yeah. whole big uh, argument surrounding it. But if you meet this guy, he don't say no words, yeah. super, you yeah. know, super calm. Like his yeah. heart probably beat slower than the rest of the world. Like yeah. just super cool dude. But yeah. that's how it is too. I think that knowing how to fight instills confidence. Yeah. Like me, I, I still don't feel like I'm confident enough. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I, this is why it's important. Like I was going to some, uh, I was going to some MMA, yeah. some MMA training, but my schedule was just too off. So I couldn't keep going back. But yeah, um, yeah. I want to get, I want to do some more like, um, some boxing stuff yeah. but i just haven't found a gym out here that i really yeah can put my faith in yeah yeah or yeah. even one that there's there's one there's a couple here but the one here is it's so small it'd be 50 people in there it's just yeah not a comfortable space to be in when you're just True. trying to get a workout you, in. you gotta have a home if you're doing especially combat sports anything combat you want to be at a place that's like home yeah like when you see these people you're like hey man it's my brother you know yeah you exactly. don't want to be in a place where you feel hostility or it doesn't feel like it's a real environment you know yeah um i know sure. some people a lot of people in the uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, community out here it's like a little mm-hmm. community out here which mm-hmm. is dope and i've been really thinking about doing brazilian jiu-jitsu but i'm a person that when i commit myself i don't fucking quit yeah especially now that's that's why i am now but um i was like man this looks interesting mm-hmm. but it's just my schedule man yeah that's that's the only thing so i have to figure out the scheduling and who's got classes at certain yeah. times this and that because i can make it happen somehow you, you know it would be dope if we um, in the future, we get a whole studio space, mm-hmm. and then we just got uh, freaking bags in there, All and then in we there. just have somebody come to our space. Fuck yeah! And it's just us, you know, whoever, couple of friends or whatever. We just in there training with that'd be a dope, trainers, dude. That's yeah. some Joe Rogan shit. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Because like that's a main, the main thing that turns me off about boxing gyms is that it's only a handful of them here uh-huh. and then the times that they're open is generally because everybody got jobs so exactly. most it's people after. come after their job yeah and then it's it just be packed in, the in there be yeah. kids in there just uh-uh. you know you just got to get in where you fit in that's not cool man but that environment to me like when i was boxing for a short stint mm-hmm. i like you when you in it that environment is good for you because you know everybody competing yeah, everybody exactly. getting it in but when you're just trying to train to stay in shape that's not it's not the most inviting place yeah yeah i think i think for me it's a multi-purpose you know mm-hmm. um brazilian jiu-jitsu i heard that shit you burn a shitload of calories doing that because mm-hmm. it's all body stuff you got your whole body you gotta you yeah. know you gotta avoid getting your fucking arms the uh, you know mm-hmm. pulled and it's just a lot but yeah yeah that definitely would probably pique my interest that and some form of martial arts mm-hmm. that would be really cool Mm-hmm. But it's no different to me than than anything else. It's just it it's just adding layers to your personality, in my opinion. I think that's great. Yeah, this is really it's just a confidence thing. Oh, definitely. The reason, um, you know, cer- certain people carry themselves like they do is because a lot of them know that they got hands. Exactly. And it's crazy how they'd be like, man, shut the fuck up. Nobody talking to you. And it's like, you don't know who you're talking yeah. to, man. Yeah. You don't know that this dude that's only like five foot eight has been doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu for like fucking 30 years and mm-hmm. he will snap your arm and put it up your asshole. Yeah. You got to watch who the fuck you're talking to, man. 
Yeah. Because some of these dudes, if they wanted to be evil, they put you in the hospital. Like mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. The, the the BJJ, man, it's a, a lot of the guys I know too that do it, really cool people. Like mm-hmm. really, like I had a conversation with one dude um, and he was like, yeah, man. Um, he's like, this is open. He just gave me different locations. This seemed like a solid dude. And yeah. I was like, man, I really want to do this shit. But it's it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just mastering another art. Um, the dude yeah. Justin uh, Justin Cummings, uh-huh. the one that owns a beacon. Yeah, he's a uh, heavy in martial arts. I think he just got he might have just got a black belt. Really, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, and what? I think he does jujitsu. Well, no shit. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, if you're a black belt in Brazilian jujitsu, you got some shit going on. Yeah, he yeah. just looked like a regular dude. He's he like a regular. He little too. Yeah, he little man, but he'll be the same dude. You, you punch him, he be like, oh. You know, you, you punch him and think you hurting him and then he'll jump on you <laughs> and pull you to the ground. That's the worst part, bro. Yeah. Some You know, a person could fuck you up in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu without even really taking you to the ground. Mm-hmm. If they jump on you, all they got to do is grab that wrist mm-hmm. they and then, and then fucking lock that leg behind something. And now your arm is snapped behind your back. God damn. And they could do it so fucking fast. Cause yeah. The reason why you don't want to fuck with somebody that knows Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is because they know it all and you don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem they know how to distribute their weight they could roll on you they could flip your ass over with just using your wrist yeah it's bad that in judo i think yeah see judo is another one i think uh ronda rousey is heavy in judo mm-hmm. and she flipped some deuce so she, no she flipped this chick so hardcore bro she fucked mm-hmm. her up mm-hmm. she like hip tossed her she like ran into her it's almost like imagine grabbing somebody and slamming your remember that old dance back in the day in the 70s they called it the bump or whatever yeah imagine somebody doing that but at the same time they grabbing a part of your body and flipping your ass Mm -hmm. this is what people do but this is why it's important to to know how to fight because you don't know who you're going to encounter folks yeah you don't know when you're going to have to use it and you know you don't want to get beat up in front of your girlfriend too that that would be embarrassing yeah she'll never let you remember that like live that down either Hey babe, hey. Yeah. Remember you got your ass beat? Yeah, hey babe, remember when that guy fucked you up? <laughs> remember when he fucked you up and then you put his finger in your butt? Uh, and then he kissed me and I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. That's All right, crazy. man. Switching gears. Um Tyler Perry just became a billionaire. Yeah. Um this is big news. This is big news because this is the guy that started off fucking homeless. Yeah. Homeless. When somebody start off homeless, that means they should be hopeless. But he was not hopeless. Yeah. And um, he was giving it all he had. He was uh, he was trying to do, I think he had uh, he gave him like some scripts or something that turned him down. He kept coming back or something. You know, the story. He, um, yeah. So he started out um, doing he worked a few regular jobs and then he decided to turn his um, his ideas into these these stage plays. Right. So he put together a whole production with, you know, scraped together a little bit of money, put together a whole, whole productions and nobody was showing up. Right. And then the next time he went out, nobody showed up. And this happened consistently for a little bit. And then finally, like, you know, I don't know how it happened. Word got around or what. But um, eventually he starts selling out shows. And then wow. basically he just kept that dream alive until, you know, those, you know, in town shows turned into a tour. And then, you know, us black people, we caught wind of it through, you know, bootleg DVDs and, you know, seeing yeah, his plays on DVDs. That's it, yeah, that's what getting yeah. yeah. And then he turned those into movies and then <clears> movies <throat> turned into a whole production deal with Lionsgate or something like that. Right. And then eventually, you know, he got his own studio now. So it's uh, it's just a testament and a, a testimony for people out there that, you know, you just got to keep going. If you believe in something, you just right. got to keep going. OK, first first off, let me say this, folks. There are some of you guys that listen to this. 
and you may not be like a content creator, but you probably could cook really fucking good. Like, yeah, everybody that eats your food is like, oh, my God. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Well, you know, where'd you come up with this recipe? You'd be like, I made it. You're like, oh, my God, what is this? It tastes so good. And each time you come across people like, oh, my God, your food's so good. Listen, listen, listen to that inner voice that's trying to tell you, yo, you might want to try to see if you could talk to somebody, reach out to somebody that can help you open a restaurant mm-hmm. or help you get your foot in the door somewhere. Or do something. God bless. I don't want to get all biblical, but I feel like God bless every single one of us with a gift. You are better than somebody at something. Yeah. You're probably one of the best at something, but you keep on quitting, man. Yeah. That's a problem. Why do you think me and Keith haven't quit this podcast? Mm -hmm. This is something that is more of my dream. Keith has other shit going on, but Keith enjoys doing this also. Yeah. I feel like we can take this to the fucking next level. I know we can. I don't think we can. I know it. Yeah. So being as that's the truth, in our opinion, at least, why would you give up on something like that? There are so many different examples of people who should have quit. Russ, the rapper Russ, he should have gave up. He had 11 albums that flopped. Yeah. And what's funny is people only see the highlights. They only see the, the videos he came out with. Like, I like Russ. Russ is dope. But 11 albums ago when he fucking flopped. That was, I was watching this video yeah. on YouTube and uh, someone did a reaction video to Russ's first beats. Uh-huh. And so they pulled something up on YouTube and it was just trash, terrible, right. terrible beats um, that he just made off of like garage band or something but yeah you know you see where he is now he's one of yeah. the biggest artists in the game so. yeah it just it's it's, it's something in you though mm-hmm. i think when you when you start with an idea then you pay attention to the universe you see how you could you know not so much steal things but steal uh motivations and you know um and innovate your own things and mm-hmm. it just it just takes this extreme belief in yourself i think the number one thing you need to know uh, number one thing you need to believe in yourself is I've said this a million times. I'm going to sound like a broken record. You're going to die, man. Mm-hmm. You're going to fucking die. Yeah. You see all the people die. Kobe's gone. Chadwick Boseman's gone. People in your family are gone. And you still don't believe in yourself. You have no fucking choice. Don't you understand? You're going to be gone. That's real. And, and, and to do what you want to do, there's going to be a time and a space where you need to get it done. You can't be 75 saying, I wish I would have did that. It's too late now, buddy. Yeah. Now you old and you got saggy balls. You should have did that shit when you were young. Should have did that when your balls was a little bit higher. You should have did it when, when your balls was perky. <laughs> perky balls. When you had perky balls, that's when <laughs> you should have been chasing your dreams. Yeah. Now you got to uh, wear a certain pair of underwear to keep your balls on them. <laughs> <laughs> got to wear compression shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest fear when I get older is my balls. <laughs> your balls sagging. Oh, my God. You can't even run because they motherfuckers coming out the bottom of your pants. <laughs> Jesus. That was funny. You ever seen those cows or those, or those uh, or like horses? When they move and then the ball just ah, be swinging in the back, slapping. I'm like, God, that's, that's gotta be painful. You man. know, it's crazy. I'd be wondering because you know you have those uh, those thoroughbreds and you know those ones that be racing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know for me, if I was running naked, I would be so uncomfortable. because oh, your yeah. balls are swaying everywhere, <laughs> like it's getting caught in between your legs. It's all bad. Like the only thing that's holding you together is like your compression shorts, right? Or like your short, your boxers are. That'd whatever. be crazy if you was naked. You could win a race by by a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he won by a dick. He won by dick lane. <laughs> was it a Chinese dick or African American dick? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that race was close. That was a Chinese dick. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! 
That was crazy. I'd be a funny ass. That'd be a funny ass fucking skit, man. That's oh, funny. Man. I feel like if you're not a con- if you're not really creative and you're a content creator, all you literally have to do is listen to our podcast and just chop up all yeah, of our ideas. Just steal some shit. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. I would be like, "Well, I should have did it." I wouldn't even. Yeah, I wouldn't even be mad. Just give me some credits at the back. Like this has been this has been uh, motivated. Or, <laughs> this has been uh, what do you call that? This has been motivated by the Truckers Mind podcast. Yeah, yeah. Or or what do they say? Uh, um, I forgot what they use. Inspirate, inspired. Inspiration. It's yeah. been inspired by a Truckers Mind podcast. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but to say the least, it's not a whole lot you can we really can say about this except yeah, you know, obviously very proud of Tyler Perry for sticking to his guns. Yeah, <clears throat> but I will say this is time for you that if you have a belief in yourself, please understand that that you are better than, at something than probably anyone else. I don't know what the fuck it is, but yeah. if you're working a nine to five job and you're going to work, but you know you're good at something and everybody keeps telling you, but you don't stick to it, take the time. To say, look, man, I'm going to go full force and do this shit. Yeah. And for sure. even if I got to go to work, it doesn't matter what's going on. I'm, I'm going to see where this gets me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not going to come on your time, though. It's not going to come oh, on man. your time. We've been yeah. doing this podcast over two years and we got some loyal listeners and we got a lot of people that probably still don't give a fuck. But guess what? That's OK. I know where we're going to be. Yeah. I've said on the podcast, I don't like to say it out in front of a bunch of people, but. I've already declared myself a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire based off what I love to do. Yeah. Okay. And and not to be one of those uh, stuck up millionaires that always takes pictures of his cars and shit. I just want to give people access. I want to be able to have enough power to see other creatives or people that have ideas. Hey, this guy's a great cook. I know he could cook great. Hey, let's come together, get this guy a restaurant, mm-hmm. and we're going to get all our money back. And then we could get people's foots in the door. My only objective to be a millionaire is to be service, to be of service of others. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Because I know there's been so many times where people did not look out for me and I want to be the guy that looks out for others. Yeah. I want to, I want to say too, um, when, so I, I think a lot of times when it comes to, um, this idea of getting rich, everyone wants the new hot idea right they want to have the new the new facebook or the new you know the new hot um you know be the new hot musician or whatever they want to be at the the, the cream of the crop 100 percent. but in reality you can get very wealthy by just being like a middle of the pack person yeah but also just capitalizing on a niche audience so that's exactly. what tyler perry does he caters yeah. primarily to black people yeah him and, and ryan he, leslie wait what him and Ryan Leslie. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so, yeah, and then there's a few, you know, white people here and there that kind of goes and show, shows up to the movie. But for the most part, he makes movies, most part, he makes movies specifically for um, his community. And right. that led him to becoming a, bil- a billionaire. So yeah. I think, you know, if anybody out there, you have this idea, whether it's, you know, you want to make clothes for women or you want to make clothes right. for black women or you want to make you know, whatever, just little trinkets or whatever, um, you know, don't be scared to don't. just, you know, do that. And it'd it be very small at first right? And, and maneuver a little bit. And years down the line, it could be a whole yeah. company. Don't be afraid too, man. Cause don't be afraid of what the fuck your friends are going to say. Cause they're not creating shit. 
Okay, yeah. they're not creating it. And if they, if they don't support you, then then fuck them. Okay, but don't be afraid to throw an idea at the wall. If it sucks, okay, move on. Find something else. Yeah, bro, I've said this a million times. You're gonna die. Don't die like ah, oh, that's that's not very cool. I don't want my friends to see it. I don't want them to know that I'm a really good rapper. Yeah, even Do J, it. even J Cole said it one time. He was afraid to rap. Yeah, you know, because he knew niggas would hate. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then and Childish Gabino talked about it on many songs how people made fun of him and called him a nerd and called him gay and yeah. all kinds of shit yeah but that's people people have a limited thought process they're mm-hmm. people okay i will say this there is i don't know what percentage of america what do you want to say how many people really limit themselves you want to say it's in the 70 percentile yeah percentile probably so i'll say minimum 70 percentile 70 percent of people are limiting themselves on a day-to-day basis but but i think even successful people do also they can because it's like you know who <clears throat> i think there's probably a few people out there that are you know just like endless possibilities anything yeah. is possible yeah like jeff bezos is like the richest person in the world yeah. by you know billions of dollars was he worth 200 billion? Yeah. yeah i think he's probably the only one in the world that's like yeah i could i can i can make a trillion dollars oh, but everybody yeah. else is like i'm cool with a billion or yeah. i'm cool with just 20 million i'm good yeah yeah this motherfucker needs he make any more money you want to give us a stimulus check <laughs> Yeah, a whole country. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is so risky. I'll be like, hey, man, give me a million dollars, motherfucker. And he'd be like, all right, all right. No problem, man. That's you guys want to work for Amazon or what? <laughs> Jeff Bezos is so rich, but he's the type of motherfucker to be like, all right, man, I'll give you guys 20000 to work. you be like, nigga, what did you just say? <laughs> 20 fucking thousand dollars? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, switching gears. Shout out Tyler Perry. Yeah, shout out Tyler Perry. Uh, switching gears. Uh, a co-star of Chadwick Boseman, Clark Peters, reflects on his uh, passing, right? He reflects on uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing. Basically, um, there was an interview that he had recently, and uh, Clark Peters stated that he thought that Chadwick Boseman was kind of like almost like a diva kind of, mm-hmm. but he didn't realize, he obviously didn't realize what Chadwick Boseman was going through. Uh, Chadwick's girlfriend was there with him. You know, he had people there that was like massaging him and all kinds of stuff. And he was like, oh, this guy, it went that, you know, Black Panther went to his head. And mm-hmm. he, he basically the guy had a conversation with his wife saying, yeah, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. But I think the Black Panther movie went to his head and he's his egos out of. But Chad, he found out that Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman was literally dying and it really ate him up and he was crying. And the reason why we, me and Keith decided to bring this up is because you never know what the fuck somebody's going through. Yeah. You never know. That's why sometimes it's important to. To hold to you know hold your opinion on people. Yeah, you know if if you feel like you're just blurting things out, be like, look, you could preface it preface it with like, look, I don't know what this guy's going through. I don't know, right? It just seems like he's kind of like out of touch, but yeah, I could be wrong. Saying things like that kind of you know be like, you know what? I now I see it. Now I realize he was going through some shit. Yeah, but but, oh, oh, but why do the the sad part <laughs> about that is like, why is it always that though? Why why does you know, so for him, they're on a set, it's a bunch of millionaires running around and, right. you know, it's a big budget movie and all these things. Um, the sad part is that we're always thinking that it's some sort of negative thing, right? right. Like, oh, he's getting his hands rubbed by his wife. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, I don't know what the term would be. Like he has a an ego or what diva, it, he's a diva. Ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate. I think I was, I was reading the article and I was just like, man, I would, I would be 
I would be sick if if I was passing judgment on something because I mean that's that's what we do anyway. Yes, exactly. That's just it's human nature. Yeah. If you're if you're on a movie set and especially on a movie set where you're you know like I said, if you're surrounded by a bunch of millionaires and successful people. I mean, I, I know how exactly how he, he would be feeling because, like I said, we pass judgment on people every single day. Right. Um, and I'm sure people pass judgment on us every single day oh, just yeah. based off of the, you know, the way we move. Right. Um, but I would be sick if I if I thought something was one way and then it turned around to be the total opposite. And he was actually he was actually stronger than me on the set 100%. You know, and stronger than everybody else that was out there. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but honestly, too, the, the two things could be true. Like, you know, the, just the automatic uh, assumption or judgment of others. Um, but also people are also very narcissistic. Mm-hmm. People also do let things go to their head. That's a very common, uh, common thing yeah. that goes on. So I can see why he felt that way. Um, but yeah, it, it just goes back to you never know what the fuck people are going through, man. Mm-hmm. You got to be slow to judgment. Yeah, you for know, sure. Because somebody's judging you. There's somebody judging us right now. And, yeah. and, I, and I, I guess the only way to correct that would be to, um, I would think, to like have a conversation about it. Yeah. But that there wouldn't have been a conversation had because obviously we didn't know he was passing away or he didn't, we didn't even know he had cancer until he passed away. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. This, this, this man had so much courage that, you know, he knew he was <clears> in his last days. Cause I've seen that movie, The Five Bloods. I just think he's he's a legend, man. He's he's a legend based on how he died. We live in a culture full of people that want attention for every fucking thing. Yeah, they want they want attention. They want affirmation for everything. But this man was making movies as he was dying and didn't let nobody know nothing. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, man. Could you imagine how many people would have watched Black Panther if he was like, "Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know I have." I have colon cancer right now, so this may be my last movie. I like people would have went out there in droves, but yeah. he didn't say. What I'm saying is like he didn't say that. He just wanted it to be about the art. About the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, and the thing too is, is like he just didn't want the awkwardness. Probably too, he just wanted to. He knew he was in his last days. That just yeah. And to me, when I think about it, it's just such a powerful thing. Yeah, he's yeah. a. They said he was. Um, Obviously, you could see it, but he was just a very private person anyways. Right. You know, his whole, his relationship was pretty private and, right. you know, most of, you know, we don't know much about him outside of what he shows on camera. So, right. you know, it's just right up his alley to be the person that didn't reveal that he had colon cancer. Yeah, but I think that's a beautiful thing. But being private is important because we live in a society where somebody will meet someone for two weeks and they plaster them all over social media. <laughs> like, you don't even know that fucking person yet. Yeah. Like you don't even know them. Literally, you don't know that person yet. And and the thing about it is, is, is it's it's it speaks volumes when you know someone and you love them and you just don't feel obligated to like, you, you know, the crazy part. I feel like a lot of those people do that as a coming out party. But the only reason they're doing that is because they'd be talking to like 50 girls at the same time. Because mm. I've heard those conversations. I know I remember this guy I was talking to, or he was talking around me. Yeah, and he was like, "Bro, they're gonna be hurt when when I drop this picture tomorrow." Wow! And the next day, he put a picture up of um, his girlfriend. She was pregnant, and they were they were having a baby. Wow! So, and then he was also like communicating with different females. So it was like wow. basically that was his statement to everybody up like yo well i mean you don't have to make that statement when you're just a stand-up guy exactly like if you don't have like 50 you, yeah girls you're talking to yeah yeah if you got a girl bro just stop fucking all these girls dude <laughs> and, but, 
or if he like seriously talking to yeah. a young girl like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I think that it all should stop. I think people have a very skewed idea of how building relationships work. Even if you're not in a relationship with someone, let's say you're seriously pursuing a woman. If I got a couple girls that, you know, let's say it's a girl that I fucked and there's another one I was trying to smash. And then I meet this girl and she's just fucking awesome. Right. Then I'm going to be like, wait a minute. All right. Let me hit this one more time. Uh, (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This girl is different. I really like her a lot. And then once we make that interaction and we really start liking each other, the girl that just wants to smash me. I'm just like, I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't want to ruin this situation. Yeah. This just seems like it's different. Like my heart feels different. Everything just feels good about this girl. Let me, you know. What if the one girl got the WAP and, uh, and your girl you really like is just like, yeah. I don't know, man. You're never going to find out. <laughs> You're never going to find out, man. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, look, if you ain't got the WAP, then you might need to go see a, um, <laughs> what do you call those? You need to see a gynecologist. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you need to figure out what's going on with that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's real. That's real. I agree with you. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. I know you kind of went off on a tangent there, but mm-hmm. you guys get what I'm saying. All oh, right. no. Let me talk about my boy, Ricky. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, the subtopic. Yeah, basically, uh, so there was this guy in my apartment and um, I noticed he was kind of a, he was an interesting person from afar. I, I believe he's, I believe he's a span, Hispanic. He got a really thick accent, but um, he, so he, I would see him always like wiping down his car and this was like a weekly thing. He has like a black Ford, uh, not Ford, like Ford, no, black Ford something. Um, so he was always constantly wiping down his car. It was a black, a black Ford. And I would see him and I noticed a bunch of stickers on his car. He had like Batman. He had like um, different uh, NASCAR numbers. He had like a monster sticker on there. I think he had the Cowboys logo. And then he also had a Black Panther um, sticker on his car. So I was like, oh, OK, let me. And for me, like now. I um I try to be proactive in communicating with people, right, especially right. if you have a common interest. That's a, that's oh, the yeah. easiest way to to talk to people. So <clears throat> I had seen him out there a couple times, and then one day I was like, "Man, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna say what's up to this guy." So I seen him out there wiping down his car, and I was, or he might have been getting out of his car. And I was like, "Hey, you like Black Panther?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, I love Black Panther. You know, I have uh, I have all the toys up, you know, up in my house and 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 stuff like that." And I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And I was like, "Did you like the movies?" Like, "Yeah, man, I love the movie, all the culture and stuff like that." So it was just a brief conversation, and then um, that was pretty much it. But prior to me, to me leaving that conversation. He was like, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm living up here in this apartment and, you know, I just had surgery the other day, so I'm just kind of recovering. So after that, I just left and, you know, went on about my day. So I had a few more conversations <coughs> with this guy, um, just, you know, just about life and just kind of catching up and stuff like that. And then the next time I had seen him was after Chadwick Boseman had passed away. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, it dawned on me because when I was I was I was walking by and had some heavy bags in my hand and I just wanted to say hi and bye. Like I didn't really want to have a conversation. So I was just like, hey, what's up, Ricky? And then he was like, hey, how you doing? And then he like walked over towards me and I was like, oh, God dang. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, snap. Like he had the Black Panther sticker. Let me ask him about Chadwick Boseman. So I was like, hey, man, how you doing? And he was like, oh, snap. Like, um, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed. Like, you know, how you dealing with that and stuff? He was like, yeah, man. And, it was so unfortunate. And then he was like, the crazy thing is that we had the same 
cancer. Oh man! So that sur- that surgery that he was recovering from, he was getting um, some sort of surgery related to his cancer. Man. And it was like, oh, that's so crazy. And then I was like, man, that's that's a powerful story. I was like, you probably connected with Chadwick Boseman on a deeper on a deeper level, actually knowing that you know you guys had to, or suffering from the same condition. Right. So you know he uh, he had went through um, a couple things, and he said he, he was just like saying that he did a lot of research on colon cancer and Man. he was just talking about um his <clears throat> his battle compared to Chad, Chadwick Boseman's battle and he was saying when he when they found his he was on stage 1. Oh. So it was very likely for him to recover. It you wasn't know. terminal. Yeah, exactly. So he did some chemotherapy and and everything and he was able to to knock it out and he and he and he's doing a lot better now. But he's saying Chad, versus Chadwick Boseman they caught him on stage 3 and then over the 4 years it progressed to stage 4. And he threw he threw some like lingo out there that I didn't really comprehend that well, but right. he was basically saying if it didn't go down a certain percentage while Chadwick Boseman was battling it, then he was pretty much going to pass away. Man, um, but you know, all in all, he was he was basically just saying how strong Chadwick Boseman had to have been to do basically eight ten movies over the course of the four years that he that he knew um, about his cancer. He was saying that because when Ricky was saying this, he was saying. When I was going through chemotherapy, I lost so much weight and I was just, I was weak. I didn't want to get out of bed. But he was saying for Chadwick Boseman to be shooting full movies, also keeping weight on, um, shooting insane. fighting scenes yeah. while he's doing chemotherapy. Right. He was saying he lost his hair and all kind of stuff like that. Because he's saying he was going through all this stuff. And uh, he was just basically just saying how um, powerful Chadwick Boseman had to have been or how much well, willpower he had to have in order to um, shoot all these movies while he was battling cancer. So, and then the the thing that he left me with is something that we talk about here a lot. And, you know, we just talked about Taco Bell and stuff, but he was just saying like how, you know, us as people, especially um, black people, he's saying like 40% of black people that get it, I think they pass away. Damn. So he was saying that, you know, it's, it's very important for us to start changing our diets, start eating more healthy healthy foods, stay away from obviously fast foods and, you know, saturated fats and stuff like that. So, um, it's, it's super important and definitely get your checkups whenever you, whenever you get of age. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm glad he actually recovered from that. I'm glad he, glad he found it earlier too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, there was a professor, uh, a white professor lies about being black. So woman, let me re- go into depth. This ain't the this ain't the first one, obviously. The most notable one was Rachel uh, Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal, mm-hmm. right? And I was just thinking, like, you don't gotta act black in order to have impact on black people. You can still be white, but mm-hmm. she low key kind of looked kind of black. I ain't gonna lie. She kind of looked like she had <clears throat> like a little bit of tan or something. That's how Rachel Dolezal looked, though. Yeah, well, this got that curly hair. Exactly, both of them. Mm-hmm. All right, here it is. Uh, white professor at George Washington University admits she lied about being black. A white a white history professor uh, at George Washington University on Thursday admitted to false claiming a black identity. Jessica Jessica A. Crum uh, said in a medium post that she was actually white and Jewish, but that she has built her life on a on a violent anti black lie. What? Oh, wow. Anyways, uh, Crone wrote mm-hmm. that uh, throughout her adult life, she became well, she claimed to have North African, uh, African-American and Caribbean heritage. She called 
her actions the very epitome of violence, of thievery and appropriation of the myriad ways of rich non-black people uh, continue to use and abuse black identities and cultures. For the better part of my life, every move I made, every relationship I've formed has been rooted in the napalm toxic soils of lies, wrote Krung, who is originally from the suburbs of Ain't Kansas Ain't no N in her name. Huh? You say Krung. A Krug. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Krug. Um, and originally from the suburbs of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. According to the university, her her university bio, Krug, is an expert in Africa, Latin America, African-American history, early modern world history, imp- imperialism and colonialism. Her course continue, includes Caribbean on the move, politics, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's the problem, man. This is why this whole trans... Uh, Transracial thing can never happen. <laughs> it's because you can never quantify another person's experience pret- pretending to be them. It's just not going to happen. You could be you could be white and then say, you know what, I'm a black man. You can't quantify what goes through what happens or what goes on through my eyes. Yeah. So the fact that people do shit like this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like me saying I'm black but I identify as Asian. But I'm a big black man that's fucking over six foot two. How fucking stupid does that sound, right? Yeah. I think that she admitted to something saying that it was, you know, this is what happens, blah, blah, blah. But you're not you're not exempt from, you know, getting criticism now. Yeah. Cause you you're you're a woman of age. You knew what the fuck you were doing that whole time. You've been getting those tans for years. Okay. Yeah. She looked like she could be like a light skinned black woman. Yeah. And that's just really unfortunate that you would go to these lengths. To to like I don't know it's just it's really strange to me it's like a mental illness oh yeah to me I see it as a mental illness the fact that you would masquerade around as this black person it's not really black All right, identity crisis imagine how many black guys she dealt with and they like yeah I'm with my black queen the more and more these the more <laughs> the more and more these come out um, the more and more like the show Atlanta you know that episode with the transracial looks looks more and more prominent that's crazy man yeah I, I was thinking that too I was like what if a Muslim dude you know these black Muslims they despise white people so what if a Muslim dude you know thought he had a little Creole you know what I'm saying a little shorty and all of a sudden it come out that his girl's not white at all I mean not black at all who knows, man? I, I just I just think that this there's shit like this going on a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it, man. It, it's it's I'm, I'm kind of lost for words, man. I just don't get why this is something that continues to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, folks, if you're white, don't feel bad about being white. That's OK. It's not a big deal. Yeah. If you want to make change in another community, let's say you're white and you want to make change. You see something happening in the Latino community. You feel it needs work. You can still do things. You can still contribute to black, brown people, whatever the case, whatever. Mm-hmm. You could still, if you're, in a, if you're American and you want to help someone in the Middle East from something, you could do it. But yeah. you don't have to be them to do it. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Dang. I wonder, like, if this chick, like, role played during sex and was saying, like, some wild stuff. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, She's like, fuck me like a slave. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? What'd you say? Yeah. No, nothing, nothing, baby, nothing. I wonder, they should have a Jerry Springer. She should have came out on Jerry Springer. Right. I don't know who she's in a relationship with, but that'd be a, that episode would be lit. Because you, know you know they always had like the transgender episodes. Okay. 
if this was like a transracial episode, like I just wanted to let you know that I'm actually a white woman. That nigga be pissed That'd off. That'd be crazy. No, they always started off with this shit. Okay, you know I love you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I love you, right? And they be like, Yeah, I know you love me. What's going on? Tell me, tell me. Tell, why, tell why are you taking so long? You took so long to tell me what's going on. <laughs> I was born a white woman. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then, and then, hold on. The and, audience be going crazy. And, and they be going crazy, and the black dude be like, Man, shit, ain't no big dude. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was white the whole time. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to admit it. Yeah. That's funny. I don't like black uh, women anyway. I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. This sounds like an episode of Jerry Springer, man. <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody to ask for some fucking Jerry beads. <laughs> you remember you remember that shit back in the day when yeah, they, they walked on stage to, uh, and they'd be like, okay, what do you want to say? I just want my Jerry beads. Yeah. this It was this black woman on there. She was a big girl, but she her titties were so, blit, so big that they had to bleep out the whole fucking screen. <laughs> you know how they pixelate it whenever the titties come out? Yeah. The whole fucking screen got pixelated. I was like, God damn. That's funny. Jerry Springer was going nuts. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> There's some 40 pound titties, man. God damn. <laughs> you got to wait to it. Man. <laughs> they don't even have a, si- a, a cup size. It's just a weight. No, no. Her, her titties so big that they ain't got a bra size. It just said big titties. <laughs> <laughs> she got BLTs. What's that? Big old titties. <laughs> Girl, you got some bots on you. <laughs> now, her bra size is uh, WM. What's that? Wooly Mammoth. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's not a whole lot to say about this shit. Yeah, man. we it, just need to be comfortable in our own skin. I think that's as much as you know. We are uh, a proponent for people just living their life, and you know, we don't try to interfere. I'm not at. I'm not ever going to show up to a anti transgender rally. Yeah, or whatever. that's ridiculous. But what I do want to say is that there is something to being comfortable in the way that God brought you into this world. True, you know. Yeah, that's true to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I, my thing is, I'm not one of those people that I could disagree with whatever. But I'm never going to hate someone, nor am I going to push my belief on them. Yeah. So if if I just don't understand the whole transracial thing, um, and this is something that that kind of like is nobody was like. I guess somebody tried to. Some people tried to push it, but nobody really could get behind that. Yeah, my my thing also is that when when. Like, where do we draw the line? Exactly. We had this conversation. Yeah. We talked about it last, uh, last, was the last episode or the week yeah, before? I think it was But last it's just time. like, you know, to me, I'm, you know, do what you want to in the world. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to like, um, say anything. I'm not right. going to discriminate. I'm going to treat you like a human being. Um, but it's the, your arguments start to get real murky if right. you're a proponent for one thing, but not the other. Yeah. 100%, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not a lot there. Uh, Jessica I, Cruz. I, I wish I wish her well. <laughs> All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, switching tra- races. Right. Switching. Uh, switching ethnicities. <laughs> 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 oh man. All right. Um, Trump uh, bans uh, diversity training. I think this is hilarious. Right. This is not a podcast that. Uh, dwells on Donald Trump because I mean the world does enough of that and I just feel like I don't want this to be the home for Trump slander he does a good enough job of that himself but I had to talk about this because I think this is absolutely fucking hilarious 
Uh, Trump bans diversity training, claiming it's divisive and anti-American propaganda. Uh, President Trump just made That's a, funny. just made a major announcement that he will sur- surely have a huge impact on the diversity, equity, and inclusion industry. Trump is now prohibiting federal agents, agencies from conducting cultural sensitivity trainings because, according to the report, they are divisive, anti-American propaganda. Diversity trainings that focus on educating participants about white privilege critical race theory and racist origins of the United States apparently create division and resentment amongst federal employees. What is deeply problematic about this new ban is, is that the U.S. has a habit of avoiding country's dark and racist past. Evading the issue will not make it go away. It will make it more insidious and resilient as each year passes. In June of 2020, America was, fa- was finally willing to look in the mirror and acknowledge the past and start the long process to make amends in order to move to a point of racial recon- re- reconciliation and healing. Okay. This is the problem I have with Trump, especially on this one. Um, Trump is doing nothing but pandering to his base, the same way Biden is. They're playing the game. They're, they're, what they're doing when they're, when they're attacking things like this, they know it's an election year coming up, and they know that the motherfuckers that... Let's, let's just be honest here. Let's just put everything on the table, okay? I feel that um, the, like Biden has said some problematic things in regards to black people. And I feel he's old school. And even though he's trying to be progressive, it's still some racism in him. Right. And the same thing exists for Trump doing this 110 fucking percent. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's pandering to his base, the same base that, you know, they probably say nigger 50 times a day in their house. Mm -hmm. But when they come out, I'm not racist. Why? Because I'm white. You're saying I'm racist. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not saying you racist because you white, you idiot. I'm saying it because you've been subliminally racist on social media all day. And you think people are too stupid to see it. A yeah. lot of conservatives are racist. A lot of them. If you had to narrow down what party will is it's not a deal breaker, whatever. Trump has said some problematic stuff and ignore things. He has not. He has not even acknowledged Breonna Taylor. Not once. Mm-hmm. He has not acknowledged Jacob Blake. Now, I can't tell this man what to do and not to do. But he acknowledged uh, the, the Kenosha shooter. Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, who, yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse, who's a fucking girl beater. He got a video of him beating up a girl. But you acknowledge it saying he was self-defense. And he acknowledged that because he's pandering to his base. He yeah. knows that his base supports Kyle Rittenhouse. That's why he did it. The same reason why Joe Biden went and visited motherfucking Jacob Blake's family. Because he's pandering also. Yeah. This shit is a game to them. Politics is a game to them. But what I what I laugh about with this uh, diversity training he's trying to get rid of in his mind, basically, or in, in the Trump fall, I think a Trump supporter and a conservative are two different things. I think a Trump supporter is in a tr- is in a tribalistic mindset because Trump could do nothing that would be bad in their eyes. They are the least objective motherfuckers that I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It is fucking pathetic. Yeah, it is pathetic. It is worse than the fries at in and out, man. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah but what's crazy too is he's making it like america is so progressive that there's no point of having diversity training motherfucker don't you see what's going on in the streets this is the, some of the most un- civil unrest in american history going on right now yeah but we don't need diversity training he's stupid yeah you gotta be stupid man you- uh, yeah you done uh well no go ahead oh, go ahead you sure yeah go ahead you okay now what, what i was gonna say is that um I, of course, I don't think I don't agree with this idea that you don't need diversity training. Not, you know, I think there's a bunch of clueless people that we're surrounded by on a daily basis. Right. Um, even me walking through this, you know, this building, I just be seeing there's just so many white people in here. And, you know, they're, they're from all different walks of life. I've seen Kevin McCarthy, 
you know, placards and in, in people's windows and stuff like that. And that doesn't mean that you're racist, but 100%. there is a certain tone that is associated with, you know, 100%. you having that kind of, um, that kind of patriotic, you know, stance, yeah. you know, for politics. But, um, I, I, what he's saying is nonsense. So I don't want to come off as me agreeing with Donald Trump, but nah. I do think there is something to this idea that, um, the diversity training will cause more civil unrest. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, be, no, I, I'm agreeing with him because mm-hmm. if you think about the current climate now, mm-hmm. there's so much um, protest going on mm-hmm. and that's driving a wedge between both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go out in Bakersfield, if you go out in Rosedale and you're protesting with Black Lives Matter, there's going to be people pulling up with Confederate flags and big trucks and yeah. you know walking around with you know assault flags. rifles and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just causing more distress mm-hmm. um, to the people. So it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're teaching people about um, diversity and you're teaching people how you should communicate with um, different communities, black people, Mexicans, um, uh, Middle Eastern, you know, Chinese or whatever, um, there's a certain uh, knowledge that you would have when you're when you're speaking to them and you, you'll know what to say, you'll know what not to say, right. you know, know what jokes to say, what jokes not to say. So that's extremely important. But there is just some people that are just rebellious. Yeah. So when it comes to so you can be sitting in there and you, you have a certain community that don't care about diversity at all. Or you think that diversity is just overcompensating for people that are lazy or whatever your your ideals are about that community um, is just going to bring more problems to certain workspaces. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I think that these trainings have already been in place. When Starbucks had that whole shit that went on with the two black guys, I was talking to a chick that worked at Starbucks mm-hmm. and uh, they had her doing diversity training after that happened. And, yeah. and those trainings were going throughout the whole thing. But the thing about it is, is honestly, I'll be real. I don't think you should get rid of the trainings, but I also believe there's not a training that's going to change a person's perspective. Yeah. Because those trainings are so fucking PR. They're so PC. They're also not created by black people. Yeah, exactly. Like I was, I know a person that worked, the black girl that worked there when that happened. And it was almost like this, um, all eyes on me type of thing. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just a very uncomfortable situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's an all inclusive thing, but I don't think you should just get rid of it. I I think, I think that here's the thing. I think when you make it known out of all the shit that's going wrong in the world, a fucking global pandemic, civil unrest, all this stuff, you get rid of this, but you do it because you're trying to, it's a dog whistle. You're doing it to get your base all. That's right. That's right. They're trying to push this racial stuff on us. There's nothing wrong with this. These black people need to get over it. It doesn't make any sense. They're just complaining about it. They can't get over the past. It's All it's doing is echoing the same sentiment between people who are Trump supporters. Yeah. Period. At this point, I'm going to just keep it a buck. And this is going to make me sound very close-minded, but I don't care. At this point, okay, if this was a year ago, I would have said, no, you can support Trump. That's cool, man. It's not a problem, right? You should be able to support whoever you want, objectively, right? But at this point, to be a Trump supporter, you got to be stupid and naive at this yeah. point. You got to be stupid and naive. You got you to be a motherfucker drooling out of your <laughs> mouth, waiting on a Scooby snack if you're fucking waiting on Trump right now. This yeah. guy's a mor- This guy is like a, he's a complete fucking moron, dude. This guy's a moron. Now, Joe Biden, that motherfucker is lost. He doesn't, Joe Biden doesn't even know what the fuck he is. But this Trump guy, this shit is terrible and it's embarrassing and it's not getting any better. But here's the fucked up part. This motherfucker's still going to win. 
Yeah. He, he's still going to win the election. Sad, man. Fucking sad. Where you, is, go ahead, man. This is America. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The, Donald Trump is the type of person that um, he would see Chadwick Boseman trend, trending for, you know, passing away or whatever. And he'd be like, um, it's very sad, but Black Panther was very divisive. Right. Extremely, extremely divisive. You'd be like, right. man. What, what was the guy that, I can't remember, the, the, he just died recently, uh, the, the black man that was well known in civil rights. Fuck. He just died, the bald-headed black man. Damn it. I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Is it his name John or something? Something, something. I can't remember his name. But he's, I can't think of it. He's a well-known figure. Well, anyways, in, mm-hmm. civil, in civil rights. Well, he just passed, and then uh, Trump said he didn't come to my inauguration. <laughs> literally. This is literally what this motherfucker... This is why I'm telling you right now. If you still support Trump at this point, you're stupid. I'm sorry. You're stupid. Mm-hmm. You are. You are. Because the problem with it is, is if... Is I I disagree with Obama on stuff. Mind you, I voted for Obama, but I actively disagreed on things he would say or do, right? Because I'm objective. But people that support Trump are not objective at all. Now, a, a strong right wing talking point, more or less, is the military, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now, John Lewis. John Lewis is his name. He didn't come to my inauguration. Who gives a fuck about your inauguration? This man just died. Yeah. He was a pillar in civil rights, and that's all you got to say. You fucking idiot. Well, yeah. look. Here's the deal. Um. Uh, damn it, I lost my train of thought. But anyways, this- You were talking about the military. The military. Okay, the military. Um, J- uh, the, uh, John McCain got brought up. I mean, John McCain is a prisoner of war, right? He's a POW. And uh, Trump said, I prefer my heroes that haven't been, ca- haven't been captured. And I'm thinking like, that wasn't even a deal breaker to Trump supporters. That's why I'm telling you, if you're a Trump supporter, you are tribalistic. You are not objective. Mm-hmm. You're not objective. How can you disrespect a military- a POW. That's the ultimate sacrifice for this country. You're more mad at Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee than you are at him disrespecting a service member, literally. Colin Kaepernick didn't say, fuck the military. I'm taking a knee. Fuck them. <laughs> he took a knee in silence and was also authorized from a Green Beret. But you mad at Kaepernick, but you're not mad at the president who said that, oh, yeah, yeah, I prefer heroes who haven't been captured. That wasn't a deal breaker for you. I'm just trying to wake some of y'all up, man. I'm not saying you need to vote for Biden or you need to. I'm saying you need to be objective because you're harming yourself. You are a part of a tribe. You are part of a fucking cult at this point. That shit is disgusting, man. Did you know that only 52 years ago you couldn't even marry out of your race? But he wants to act like America is more... um, progressive than what it actually is dating a white chick back in the day was a crime yeah you know now you can smash white chicks for luxury for uh for recreation now mm-hmm. you know and they do the same to us but <laughs> i just think it's crazy man i think that things like this going on in 2020 it's a fucking joke man mm-hmm. it's a joke we gotta we gotta do better man yeah good luck i don't see it happening man because yeah. this is people and the thing about it is 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 what do they call the, what do they call them deplorables? I don't know. Oh, and then oh, you see all those boats that went out. The the people, the the Trump supporters, all the boats sank. Mm-hmm. A bunch of boats went out. I think like mm-hmm. two of them went down. Just like man, yeah, this is a bunch of funny headlines. Yeah, I don't think it's funny that people's boats went down, but I'm just like, dude, this is just this is crazy, man. Yeah, this is madness. You got anything on that? No, I'm tired of talking about Trump. Yeah, yeah, it's not much there. Because uh, there's enough people talking about it. I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention this based on the fact that we need to stop acting more progressive than we actually are. 
that yeah. these trainings, I feel these trainings are fucking PC, first of all. They are. Mm-hmm. But to say that they don't matter and get rid of them, you're not getting rid of them from an organic place. You're getting rid of them because you're rallying up your base in the middle of a fucking election. That's the only fucking reason why you're doing it. And it's garbage. It's the same reason why Biden went and visited Jacob Blake's family. You are playing the game. That is all you're doing. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Uh, the idea of dating and how strange it is. All right. Let's give a little bit of... A little bit of a, not so much a backstory, but just an idea. Um, to me, I think dating is, in, or finding your soulmate is very, a very strange idea because there is such a wide spectrum of women in this world, especially if you like all women. Like I like black women, Mexican women, white girls. I like all of them. Indian, mm-hmm. I don't discriminate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about it is, is I just widen the spectrum even more because of all these women from different cultures and everything, right? And it's almost like finding a needle in a fucking haystack, mm-hmm. pretty much. Now, if I wanted a girlfriend, I could get one next week. It's not hard to have a girlfriend, but do you have somebody that you could really share your time with? Somebody that's not stressing you the fuck out all the time. A person, your future wife. Your future wife, the mother yeah. of your kid. That's what you got to understand. Like, the one that you want to be with, bro, that is a huge fucking deal. That is a huge, that is a... That's a monumental move. A woman is probably one of the biggest investments you'll ever make as a man. Yeah. Besides like money, like a woman is the biggest investment because she should be your peace. Yeah. When, when when you think of the woman you with, it should be peace, laughter, love, sex, uh, food, uh, movies, like just all good shit. Yeah. Now you're going to have times you obviously argue, but if you get home and, and I've, I've, have, I've worked with guys and they'll be like, Oh, God, I got to go home. My wife's such a fucking bitch, bro. God. And I'm thinking, like, why would you talk about your wife like that? And why are you still married? Why are you still married? And I see more marriages like this than actual actual happy marriages, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it is so mind boggling why you would settle down with someone who does not make you feel good. When I think of when I think of like. Like my wife or my girlfriend, I want to think of somebody that makes me feel good. Yeah. You know? And women are fucking annoying a lot of times, but just someone, <laughs> someone that makes me feel a, a good more than annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. This is, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a, I think it's a difficult process and I think it's an, an unrealistic process. Right. And I also think that there's this societal norm that exactly. is associated with relationships. Right. I right. think in America, we're taught to have, um, you know, you're supposed to have a single woman Right. Um, and you're, you know, you're supposed to get married, have a family and, you know, that's, that's, that's it. Um, and what's looked down upon in society is multiple, multiple partners having right. multiple, uh, babies with, you know, different women and stuff yeah. like that. Anal. And anal. Definitely anal. <laughs> <laughs> it's only okay in porn. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's just a, a thing. And, 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 if you look at it on paper, there's nothing actually wrong with those things outside of True. the stresses and stuff like that. But in reality, um, there's certain people that live like that. They have um, polygamous relationships. They yeah. have, you know, multiple wives. Um, I think Mormons, you know, you're in that. In that Is it polygamy or uh, polyamorous? I think it's polygamy. Polygamy is like the, it's the marriage thing. That's more like I think we talked about uh, polyamorous relationships is where it's multiple partners. Polygamy, you have multiple wives. That's wives. I'm just talking about fucking. 
either way, it's the same <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, it's it, when you look when you think about the Mormons, you know that they're perfectly fine with that. You know, you got four or five wives, and you know everything would be everything would be solid. Um, but so I think that what what happens if we're we're a little bit more woke in 2020 as far as like what we want, and there's certain people that are okay with you know, being single and having, you know, a little, you know, having a little friend with benefits here and there. And they can, they can die knowing that they, they're living their life like that, knowing that they're not stressing about, you know, this girl that's on Instagram with her titties out or this girl that's entertaining different, uh, different dudes out there in the world. Yeah. So I think what's happening is there's this, there's wokeness that we have about relationships and then we're trying to squeeze it inside of, the societal norms that we right. have. And it's very difficult, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things are, yeah, those, there's, there's, oh, that's just really weird. And then, you, and then you mentioned the whole, you know, we, we're navigating around so much too, mm-hmm. um, the whole social media aspect of it. Like, and what's crazy too is like, if you're, if you're a chick that's pretty attractive and you get attention, that doesn't make me feel um, insecure at all. Cause I know as a grown man, like if you're dating a woman that's attractive, She's got fans. Uh-huh. That's, that's just how it works. Yeah. Women don't have to do anything for men to be attracted to them. Men are very forthcoming. Yeah. Right. You know, they'll be like in the inbox. Oh, you're so beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. It's going to be the same thing. Good morning, beautiful. Yeah. And it's so many different things you have to navigate around as a man, too, because when you first meet a chick and you like her, it doesn't matter, dude. Some some there's somebody in her life at that time. Yeah. I don't care what women say at all. They can say the same thing about us. But when you meet a woman, bro, a lot of women are not used to just being alone like yeah they, there's somebody around that's taking them to the movies somebody fucking them maybe it's an ex that's still hitting it here and there they just maybe, hop it from dick to maybe dick. it's a guy that's maybe they go into a whole phase just know there's a fucking guy in the picture somewhere yeah somewhere and mm-hmm. in order for them to like you it's gonna take a lot for them yeah because they've given their you have to separate yourself from what exactly you have to separate even if they can dig down you have to be like you have to be like husband material to separate them from the good dick exactly because a woman can meet you at the same time she gets some good dick yeah because you ain't the only one that could dick her down (laughs) somebody else it's some dude that's fucking the shit out of her (laughs) and then she meets you and she's like "Uh, is it worth it i don't know yeah it has to balance out because if your dick not as good at least your conversation or your goals have to be right right a little bit better right you better not bust faster too <laughs> so one minute she's like, yeah, she's like, oh my god, I love him, but he just goes ah. three minutes. Come on, I'm, a, I'm an independent woman, and all you got is three minutes. I think you know. That's I think women, women got their breaking point, like everybody else, bro. Like, yeah, women. A woman would be like, man, I just want. I just want the dick from the last nigga, but his heart. You know, that would be the perfect nigga. <laughs> You'd be like, God damn. Yeah, man. Can't do nothing out here. Yeah, bro. There's so many, and there's so many things people don't tell you, man. You got to learn how to, like, literally, you got to learn how to, you know, enhance your sex game, too. Yeah. All this for shit. For yourself. For yourself. I don't know if people have enough honest conversations to be like, they yo, don't. your dick game is whack. Oh, women ain't going to tell you your dick yeah. game. You got to literally, like, you got to know your dick game's on point. Yeah. Because you can't have sex with a grown woman and your shit ain't on point. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work, dude. She works too many hours. She does. She pays too many bills. She just <laughs> does too much in her own life that you be having some weak dick. She ain't with that, man. Most of the, <laughs> you know, in my, in my past, in my history, 
um, most of the time those girls would just stop talking to you. Oh yeah, if you get, I had some. Would, I had some bad games. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you know, some nobody fun, is on that some game. fumbles. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, is, yeah. I was in my twenties. I was notorious for giving up some weak games. <laughs> <laughs> when, do you, when do you start like getting into your uh your sexual your professional prime? your elite level you start you know getting into your sexual prime when like you single and then you get a hold of some girl that's a freak and then y'all just like getting a lot of practice going back and forth you just and, gotta get and then, in regularly and huh? then and then <clears throat> like if you you know you move on and you meet a chick and you like each other and y'all start having sex and you start doing stuff that you, you was doing use those her. tricks on her yeah you use those tricks that you picked up she was like ah oh, you're choking me too much <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Becky. Ah, oh, why'd you punch me? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Yeah, but there's so many things people are not going to tell you, bro. It's yeah. it's it's a lot of shit involved. I just think that, like, I think that sexual compatibility and personality and looks, and it's yeah. like it's so many things you gotta literally. Like yeah, check off all those boxes. You gotta check off all those boxes, all those boxes, and the expectations are different too. Because a woman's beauty is like currency, mm-hmm. pretty much. Why do you think Dr. Dre's wife is wanting two million dollars a month for this uh, fucking spousal support? Because nah. her looks and who she is has become her currency. And you know and, what? And hold up. And and Dr. Dre's wealth and mm-hmm. success is his currency. So. She's not on his level mm-hmm. in regards to success, in regards to like, you know, um, from a professional standpoint, mm-hmm. but being her stature, you know how many women I know that look amazing, that really don't do nothing but look cute and they got, and they got boyfriends, they got a bunch of money. Yeah. Or it'd be celebrity niggas like dicking them down. It's girls in Bakersfield that got celebrity connections Yeah, and they be getting hit by rappers and oh, athletes yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah. I was talking to my boy earlier and we was like, um, and not me personally, but mm. you know, just men. I was like, we have to start upping our standards, yes. like women do. Like 100%. a woman is not gonna let just any Joe Blow right. get it. You know what I mean? Right. You got to have a certain stature. You got to have a yep. job. You got to live on your own. Mm-hmm. You got to have a nice ride or whatever. Yep. But for us men, it's like any a girl could not. She could live with her parents. Yeah. She can have no job, no nothing. We don't. We'll care. fly him out to you yeah, know whatever yeah. city they in. Mm-hmm. So I was saying for men, we got to up our standards too. Like if she don't got no degree, if mm-hmm. she not doing, she don't got her own business or whatever. Like we mm-hmm. don't even want to communicate with these women. That's one hundred percent true, and I think we should learn that from women because women uh, do a better job of having integrity in regards to their standards than we yeah. do. Oh yeah, we're we're the motherfuckers that will stick our dick in anything. Anything. It'll be a chick working the In and Out Burger with some big ass titties. Yeah, and we will take her serious. Yeah, and and want to fool with her. And and dudes be so dumb they get feelings for a chick like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like motherfucker, are you stupid? Yeah. Like, dude, you have a professional career. You're not a bad looking guy. You're smart. I know dudes that are good men. I got I got some. I got a buddy. I'm gonna say his name. He's a year older than me. Yeah. Great dude, like a Christian dude. Uh, he has a son, but he's just a really easygoing guy. And each girl he meets, they be hurting him, man. They be hurting him. It'd it be yeah. like, yeah, you know, yeah, my girl found out she cheated on me, man. And, you know, that stuff hurt, man. But I, I don't even know. Like, I want to give her another chance. I'm like, I told him straight up. I said, dude, don't right, fucking, don't do that. Yeah. Leave her alone, man. You don't, you got to stop letting these women hurt you like this. Yeah. And I don't, like, I don't, uh, do you, I still have another point I don't want to get ahead, to. But do you think there's a way of knowing like beforehand if she's that kind of person? Like if she would, she don't. She you, don't. you have to have enough experience with life and people. Yeah. You need to pay attention to every small intricate detail. I'm talking about 
what she does on social media, yeah, um, what, what kind of friends she has. Because mm-hmm. a woman's friends will tell you a lot about who the fuck she is. That's real. Because people roll in packs. Yeah. Okay. So if she got one friend that's a super hoe, who cares? No big deal. But if four of them is hoes, just know that your girl's number five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just straight up. Same thing with with women, ladies. <clears throat> if you know a dude and you know you know you like a dude, but his homeboy is was done fuck three of your homegirl, and then you see his other homeboy and they all the same, just know that the dude you dating is probably a piece of shit. And if you want to take a chance, that's on you. There's some terrible niggas out here, but the girls just bypass all, all of that. that. Yeah, because it's what they want. Usually what we want is not what's right. Yeah. That's the problem. What we want is not what we should have. I think I've reached a place in my life where what I want is really what I need. I think a I'm lot sorry. of women be thinking what they pussy instead of they brain. Right, that's true. That WAP yeah. take over and just the brain cells fucking die Because I know, I, it's some, like, not sorry, like, these are my friends, but it's some sorry niggas out here that's <laughs> really, like... Wife and girls up, yeah. They cheating on their girls and everything, yeah. but it's like that's what they want. So you know, and and you know, maybe they know, maybe they don't know. But at the same time, it's like you got to do, you got to do better research on your man. Bro, there are women out here that have had an accumulated experience with men, right? And they've had experience with men that they wanted, right? Let me give you the men that they wanted or they liked, because you got to understand, men don't play games. They don't. A lot of women say men play games. No, they don't. Only the men that you want play men, games. Men don't play games. Men don't play boys games. Boys play games. Boys play games for one. Yeah. For one. And the boys that you like play games. Men yeah. are very forthcoming. Have you not checked your inbox? You know the same dudes that call you beautiful every fucking morning? We make it very known that we like you. The, but the problem is, is that you don't gravitate to men like that. You mm. like to chase something. You want somebody that's uh you want somebody that's um uh, that has value basically in your eyes. So if it's a dude that's really handsome, right? Really handsome, kind of talks a good game. That's the motherfucker you want. Mm-hmm. But sorry to break it to you, that guy's probably fucked two of your cousins, and maybe he's trying to fuck your best friend while also trying to fuck you. And yeah. you're too stupid to catch it. It's and a that's nasty what happens. World out here. It's a nasty world. But yeah. if you don't, if you don't catch on, you never will. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing, man. Um, what I was gonna say earlier, I was gonna say. Um, if we have to be, I feel like our name should be like intellectual property. Our mm, last yeah. name is men, right? Yeah. Cause it's a lot of, you know, Steve Harvey's and, and, mm-hmm. um, the, the, um, obviously Andre Young, Dr. Dre, they marry these people. Right. And generally the, the women is not as famous as right. the, the male figure. Right. So they take their last name mm-hmm. and then they keep it after the divorce. Oh, wow. I think not Jeff Bezos' wife, um, but I don't know. If she, yeah, she switched her name back. But it's a couple other, like like I said, um, Dr. Dre's wife and I think one of Steve Harvey's wife, Scotty Pippen's wife. I think she still kept Scotty Pippen's last name. I'm oh, like, wow. man, we, we, we have to be, there has to be some law. I don't want you like being being able to promote yourself. Right. My last name is Fingers. If the girl I marry ends up divorcing me and she running around as, you know, whatever, whatever, Fingers, I'm just like... You know, I'm gonna need my last name back. Yeah, you taking my money and my name? That's yeah, fucked up. That's trash. Yeah, give me my fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I just think that overall in the dating world, it's just strange and very hard to find, uh, uh, like a soulmate. I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, I know with the with the landscape of the world and social media and Tinder and all of this, uh-huh. it's just like we live in a swipe culture. Everything is like fast food. Dating somebody nowadays is like fast food. Yeah. And if you ain't if you ain't in the line trying to get some fast food, then it ain't gonna happen. 
I just like the more of the organic meeting where, you know, you get to understand my personality and who I am and whatnot. They, you know, yeah. Yeah. They, I think, um, like you said, dating somebody is like fast food. Yeah. Um, but more specifically like Taco Bell, right? Because right. if you get that undercooked meat, um, yeah, you're going to be your doing And that's prim, that's like the equivalent of like an STD. Like yeah. you don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. But dating people is like a Mexican pizza. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> 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 yeah right. man it is uh, yeah it's this is this is an extremely nuanced conversation um mm-hmm. uh because it's just this this big world full of women and out of all these women you gotta you're expected to select one woman in this yeah. extremely wide variety it's and so wide spectrum it's a very unrealistic thing i've came to the terms and, and this sounds depressing but i'm just being honest I've came to the, the terms that, you know, I could be single the rest of my life. Do I want to be? It's not that I want to be. Yeah. It's the fact that I'm unwilling to be unhappy. Yeah. You don't want to stress yourself out I don't, over I, a woman. Just, I don't. But it's not even over a woman. It's because of society's yeah. pressure, you know, and you talked about your dad basically, yo, you know, when you going to get it, when we're going to get kids, when we're mm-hmm. going to get grandkids. It's like, you know, that kind of pressure put on people basically forces them to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get in relationship. I know like people that have been in relationships since high school, but not, not like in the same relationships yeah. uh, over and but, over and over. But yeah, over. haven't went maybe a week or so without having a boyfriend Man. or like transition mm-hmm. between partners based on like this relationship is going downhill yeah. right now. Let me start talking to somebody else or let me start talking to this friend that's giving me attention. Yeah. And what's sad too is people have not been, they've been in relationships that weren't serious. It's just a transitional a transitional space. What, what women don't realize too is that they hurt a lot of men, and this is how they do it: is they'll be in a serious relationship with a guy, right? They've mm-hmm. been with the dude for five, six years. They break up. They get another relationship in about a month or some shit. Yeah, they talking to this dude, but the dude don't realize he's just a rebound guy, and then the rebound guy loves her. He really likes her a lot, but she's not even in an emotional space to fucking be with this guy, and she's probably still texting her ex and shit behind the dude's back. And trying to re, uh, re she reconciliate, just she just wants somebody. She wants you to dick her depression out of her. Yeah, she just looking for some temporary dick for the moment. <laughs> and then what happens? I've seen girls do that, and then they just break up with the dude, and then go back to their ex. And I'm like, man, that is so fucked up. That's terrible. I think there's a narrative that men just hurt women, and men keep lying and cheating and hurting women. Man, there's some fucked up women out here. I've had my feelings sure. hurt before. Okay, yeah. so. I'm not one to chastise every woman, but women are definitely out here hurting dudes. They're mm-hmm. hurting them. And I've learned I've learned lessons about women, not because I'm wise, but because I learn from experience. Yeah. You learn from getting your feelings hurt. A lot of men are too prideful to be like, yeah, she hurt my feelings. And I'm thinking like, and, and well, they never will. They, they won't say it. Mm-hmm. They'll just turn into too short and be like, man, fuck all these bitches. Yeah. I think, and the crazy part is, like you said, there's a lot of women out here that are in um, well-known relationships that are giving attention to right. guys that may genuinely like them. A hundred percent. Not even giving attention, giving a pussy, giving up time, yeah. being in a full-fledged relationship, but it's not serious. Yeah. It's like to, to the guy, it's serious, but to them, it's just a transitional uh, transitional. It's a point. bunch of Jada Pinkett's running around. A hundred percent. And then what women will do is they'll be like, oh, she was just figuring her life out. She had to go oh, through this journey. No, no. Like, Fuck that. that. Shut yeah. up. You just don't read a self-help book. Yeah. Go instead of fucking instead of getting from one relationship and getting from one relationship to the next. How about you just go better yourself? Yeah. Like that's that to me is so codependent. It is disgusting. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now and it's going to make me sound bad, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you're listening to this, 
you all know somebody, right? You know somebody that was in a serious relationship and they broke up and they had a new boyfriend in two weeks. I'm gonna tell you right now, that girl ain't shit. Yeah. Cause she been talking to that other dude the whole motherfucking time. Yeah. The whole time she been talking to that dude and all of a sudden she got a whole new boyfriend. Yeah. That's not a time to congratulate her. That's a time to be like, yo, like if me personally, if I, if I get my feelings hurt, I don't want to talk to women for a long time because I got to get my mind right. This is yeah. why I'm not a big fan of relationships, because I take them serious to the point to where I actually invest myself. But the women that you could be with, you might think that they are invested in it, but they're really not. They're just using you're just you're just good for now. Often. I think oftentimes that's the case. It's like, fucked up. I know me personally, there's probably girls that like me a lot more. And I was just just a casual. And for me, it was just a casual thing for them. It's like, oh, I like you a lot. You know, mm-hmm. when, when are we going to stop playing? When are we going to go on a date? Or, you know, this yeah. like I'm just like, it's not really what I'm trying to do here. But, I, but what right. I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> right. I'm just trying to get some what, baby. <laughs> Certified free. Seven days a week. <laughs> but no, it's like, I think that happens a lot. But the the worst part is, is when you're leading them on to make it seem like it's something that it's not. Those yeah, are the cases cool. that we're talking about where, mm-hmm. it's, you know, some men or, or, or women or whatever. They're trying to make it seem like, you know, it's it's going to lead to something, but it's, it's really not. Yeah. It's not. I, I, look, let me give you a situation. Right. I, I won't go into super detail, but I think I've mentioned this before where I was fooling around with this chick and then I she kind of went cold on me. And then I go to social media and she's wearing a fucking wedding dress. Mm. And I just that fucked me up. Yeah. That's when I 100 percent became the red pill guy. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that analogy from mm. uh, the Matrix. Mm. It's basically when you see in the world for what it really is. Yeah. But I was red pilled from that moment. I thought like there's no point to ever be in a relationship unless I can see a genuine future with this person. Yeah. Like if, and then my thing is I've talked to some girls and I almost basically had them to be my girlfriend, liked them a lot. And I just start seeing so much stuff. And I, I and here and this is how I know I'm being um I'm not being unrealistic. It's because I know people have flaws. I don't have a problem with that, but I have a problem with character flaws. Yeah. When I see that you have a that flaw, you're not your, trying to work on or fix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I when I see the fact that you saying certain stuff, and I'm like, yo, this ain't good. Yeah. I can't overlook this. All the red flags that I used to ignore, it's like I'm hyper alert to them now. Yeah. I see them fucking from a mile away. I'm like, ah, this ain't gonna work. Mm -hmm. I might, and there's, okay, this is how you know you really shouldn't be with somebody. When you're hot and cold on them, right? Let's say, for example, you like them. Oh man, she's awesome. Oh, she's cool. This and that. Like, yeah, I'm I'm about to seal the deal on this. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, your opinion changes in 24 hours Mm -hmm. where you thought this chick was legit. And then all of a sudden, something happened. You're like, oh, God damn, what the fuck? Yeah. What's going on? Mm hmm. And it's so dramatic, you know, it might be a dude that, okay, for example, it might be, she might bring up somebody's name that she used to date. Like he might say, yeah, Eric, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And he was just a jerk. And then all of a sudden you see like a tag and it'd be like, Eric, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, oh, this is the motherfucker she used to date. Yeah. Why is he tagging her? Why does he feel comfortable tagging her and stuff? Mm-hmm. So or he you, might still be hitting a double tap on the picture. It might be hitting double tap. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. another thing too. You, that fucks up relationships is social media mm-hmm. and it's not that social media is that's fucking it up it's the fact that your social media is the graveyard for everybody you was in relationships or used to fuck they yeah. are they're still on your girlfriend's motherfucking social media the you, same you know, dude the same dude that was hitting her from the back before you got with her yeah. is double tapping them photos with her cleavage out 
You know, it's crazy. It's like <laughs> for for me, I, I like I respect people's relationships. A hundred percent. Like any Same girl here. that I dealt with in the past, if you got a boyfriend now, my, the respect level that I have is that I'm not going to I'm not messaging you. Right. You know, I'm not liking your pictures on Instagram or whatever. Right. Um, I'm just going to I'm going to act normal. Um, right. But some people, especially spiteful men and women. What they'll do is they'll know you're in a relationship and still, you, you know, your girl posts a picture or something like that. They double tap in it. They might be putting hard eyes in the comments and stuff like that. And you're like, yo, this is like, move on with your life, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's just, I don't know, man. There's so many, there's so many hurdles that you got to jump over that this shit is. And I don't want to sound like it's a brother. Tough. Yeah. Huh? I said it's tough. It is tough. This is very tough. And this is why a lot of relationships are very um, not, not so much not even the relationship being. I think that to, the the transition into a relationship is more stressful than the relationship mm-hmm. because the prequel to it is important because at that moment you're you're coming to this grand idea if this shit is worth it or not. Yeah. You know, when you're out at dinner and you noticing like every dude walk by, she's like checking them out. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you at dinner and you talking and she can't take her eyes off her phone and constantly get notifications. I went on a date with this chick and her phone was just and you know, a whole bunch of dick. You know, you know what I was thinking, too, when she when her phone was just beep buzzing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like. Mm, mm, dick, dick, <laughs> dick, dick, mm, dick, 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 dick. <laughs> You know, and a lot of women are naive. They'll be like, that's not fucking true. Everybody ain't trying to. I don't do that. I don't have guys like that in my phone. Shut up. You got at least seven or eight guys or five five dudes that are in your text message that's telling you good morning, beautiful. Somebody wants that ass. Somebody's getting that ass. That's that's the discouraging part is that especially when you're in a a town like Bakersfield. Yeah. And I think even I, I really can't say a town like Bakersfield because I feel like when we see, for instance, when we see like celebrities and right. you'll see one singer yeah. um, date the girl and then the next rapper is dating her and then all of a sudden James Harden is dating her and yeah. then all of a sudden Kyle Kuzma is dating her right. or whatever, whatever, you know, order that it goes Fucking in. Fucking pass around, man. Yeah. Then you realize like it's only 10 times worse when you're in a city with maybe half a million people here oh or whatever. Oh my God. How yeah. many duplicates of her are there? Yeah. Oh my Lord. Yeah, and th- the biggest fear that I have, this is going to sound really narcissistic, but I'm going to be honest because I've already mentioned it. Once I reach the apex of where I want to be, I know I'm going to be very rich and very successful and very well known. Mm-hmm. And when I get to that point, the way women perceive me is going to be way different. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I much I much rather I much rather find um, a partner. I much rather find a woman um, now. Not that it's a rush, but I much rather find a woman in position I am now. Because it's going to be authentic. Because I know it's going to be authentic. But still, like, you know, and this is this is probably a minority of situations. Right. But there's there might be somebody that's hanging on for the the hope that you may be, you know, successful. And not not that not that there's anything that should deter you away. But I'm just saying, like, I think that happens sometimes. You're you're right. But also, how many people have the foresight to see that? Not many. Not many. So and if she does, it's probably she probably is should be a keeper. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that would be awesome. And then that's another thing, too. A woman that supports you Mm -hmm. and the person you support them. Yeah. Because some people that just don't give a fuck about what you do. That's real. It's just so many fucking variables, man. Yeah. So many, man. But I'm not going to beat it beat it over and over. Um, 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know what you guys got from that, but yeah, that's, that's what you <laughs> get. Ranting about women. Yeah. No, I'm just, but yeah. I, I do think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's it's tough out here, man, and I think that um, I think it's very important to be uh, very mindful and be very selfish when it comes to relationships because there's a lot of people. Um, out there that are just self-serving in relationships. And I think mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta protect your stress levels and you gotta protect your heart because yeah. you know, it's easily broken out here when you're dealing with these, uh, yeah. these new, um, 2020 Meg the stallion oh influence Cardi B influence women. Oh my God. This is like, you know, they buy will be like certified WAP. You know? Yeah, be like, oh, okay. God damn. And she, if she got an OnlyFans too. Oh God damn. my God! I, I, I want to say this, um, and I felt so. So there's, I don't want to say any names, but there's this guy um, out here that we, me and Eddie, Eddie and I know, and um, there's been like a little bit of altercation between like mutual friends and family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just had been feeling like really bad for this dude. Cause they were arguing o- over Twitter and it was like a slight beef or whatever. And then at the end of all that, um, his baby moms got on Twitter, Twitter and posted her only fans. Oh, and no. she was like, "Yo, everybody go subscribe to my OnlyFans. She was like, oh, I got 50 subscribers in 24 hours or something like that. This oh is amazing. God. And then he got on there and I knew he was hurt. He, there's no way you could not be hurt by this. But he got on there and retweeted it and was like, yo, go you know, follow my baby mom. She need the money anyways. And I was like, God. Oh, man. And I was like, man, I just felt so bad for my guy. So, wow. Um, Nobody knows what's behind that, that OnlyFans, too. It could be a girl just like doing her hair or she could be giving a blowjob. Exactly. She probably got bikini pictures. Who knows what's on her? She could be playing with a little toy or whatever, but I'm just like, you know, it just just feels so... I felt bad for my dude. Oh, my God, dude. But (laughs) that kind of goes back to what we were saying. And... They, I don't believe they listen to the podcast anyways, but I I will say this. When when I, I knew the girl, not personally, but I knew her back in my days going to college or whatever... And she was dating one of the guys and, you know, it was, she was kind of a faster girl. Ones that be at the parties and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem with like cuffing that kind of person, uh, you know, is that when, you know, you might be in a loving relationship and everything mm, be cool, but sometimes people revert back to their old ways. Mm, so as yeah. soon as, you know, that relationship over, she got her OnlyFans now. Oh my God. That's just, yeah. Twerking to why. You know, I, I'll give this example before we move on. I, and this is kind of sad, but there was this girl I was having a conversation with and I don't know how the fuck we went down this pipeline of conversation, but. She basically talked about how she was afraid or uh, she never farted in front of her boyfriend. She was with the dude for almost two years. God, what the heck? Yeah, right. And I was just, I started laughing, but she wasn't laughing. She's like, yeah, I never, I never could. And then when I did fart about, fart around him, he got mad at me. What? And I thought like, how controlling do you have to be to control somebody's farts? That is fucking crazy, man. That's why. This is why the the compatibility thing is crazy. How can you be mad at a woman for farting when you That's do the same shit? That's a huge character flaw. Huge character flaw. You trying to control my farts? The only thing we look, farting is the only thing you can do free in America. It is tax free. Okay, <laughs> it is tax free to fart, and you want to tell me that I can't do it? You son of That's a bitch. Funny. Regular okay. gas is two seventy nine, and I can't pass a little gas. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of uh, uh, two chains. I'm smoking on that gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Dad is crazy. Now you said gas is two seventy nine, and I can't get it out for free. 
That's I, that's the saddest story I ever heard. Dude, that shit. Like I thought about it. Like at first I was laughing, but then later it bummed me out. Yeah. It's like with me, I wouldn't be offended if a girl farted even on the first date. It would be a fucking conversation piece. I'd be like, remember that time you fucking farted and it smelled yeah. like a dead body? You fucking I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not tripping if you fart. Just you know, it's like I mean, we try to we tried um, to. Uh, normalized farting you right. know we did a we did a topic about it yeah uh, yeah it, i don't think it worked but obviously nah. these people's breaking up because somebody farted but yeah yeah uh, I, you know what i've been starting to realize too is that i've been more um i guess been able to more like empathize with people's relationships and like mm-hmm. the downfalls in them right um because it's usually just like you know it's usually one not necessarily a solid individual but just a genuinely good person Right. Um, and then that there's another person taking advantage of that genuineness or that, that kind hearted person. hundred percent. Um, so I'm just seeing this, you know, especially now when you're seeing the, it's, it's like, you know, people's relationships evolve in like decades and increments of like five years and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. now you're starting to see those relationships that happened like five years ago or whatever. They got kids now and then they're, they're broken up and they're, you know, at odds with each other or, you know, they're starting to break up or whatever. But just being in Bakersfield and seeing the 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 news cycle, the news cycle being like the the gossip going yeah. around about certain people's relationships, and I yeah. just be like, I really be hurt because I'd be like, yo, this is it's not necessarily my place, and a lot of it is gossip, so I can't say one way or another. I can't yeah. approach anybody with gossip, but. I just be so like sad about like oh this person is cheating on this person and this person is cheating. I'd be like, Man, dang, I'm man. not shocked by none of it. I'm not shocked. I'm just sad. I just it. I think I, I'll I'll leave with this. I think people also need to stop being so infatuated with celebrity relationships because I've seen a bunch of people with Sharon, Big Sean, and Janae Oko, Janae Oko. Like, oh my god, I need this. This is what I need. I'm thinking like, shut up. They have a well documented history of breaking up. And yeah, and this toxic up. ass shit. What the fuck are you doing? Why? Like, the only relationship goals you need to have is your own in your own personal life. Yeah. Stop looking at these people for as motherfucking. You know, you know, just because they're both successful in something. Yeah, and they're both, you know, obviously they're pretty attractive people. I'm not hitting on Big Sean. This is bad. Not a bad looking dude, right? Yeah. And Janae Echo. and that nigga Eddie just said Big Sean was thick. Like I said, man, <laughs> <laughs> Big Sean got a Big Sean. No. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga <is> stupid <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, funny. Yeah, but I, I just w- go okay, ahead. I'll let no, you get No, I was gonna say we should not be idolizing their relationship dynamic because as you can see um jay-z and beyonce jay-z was cheating on beyonce elevator fights big sean janae Iko, they breaking up getting back together breaking up getting back together um just any uh will smith and jada pinkett uh you know entanglements and whatnot i feel like the to to be infatuated with their relationship is yeah. not is not good. But Fuck if you no. if you if you see certain people leveling up together, if you say like, oh, Jay Z and Beyonce, they billionaires, and right. you know they own in businesses, they philanthropists, they all this. I not think even that's them though. Not even them either. 
What you mean? Not even like what you mean like you talking about oh this elements of the yeah I'm not I'm not saying it. the the relationship I'm got saying you. like got what you. they're doing you got know it. freeing prisoners you'd be like yo got I it. want me and my wife to be something like that got um, it. not the relationship a hundred percent now I got you it's just like if you look at everybody's relationship it's some shit that's fucked up yeah even Jay Z Jay Z getting hit on the elevator and shit yeah he was cheating on his woman and you got motherfucking uh you've got Steph Curry's wife saying that she wanted male attention that's. That's fucking crazy. You married to Steph Curry and you want attention from Joe Blows? Just this in- nigga's the best basketball player in the world. Yeah, you want th- some average nigga to oh hide, my God. send you hard eyes on Instagram? This is why like women are so complex because I think that <clears throat> you know there's men that are that are pretty fucked up that you know catcall women and shit like that. But I think two things could be true. I think that catcalling women is disrespectful, but I also think that that shit strokes their ego. I mean, we do, it's just the same thing about <laughs> posting on Instagram. Yeah. Like, um, Aisha had posted a picture on Instagram in a bikini. And it right. was, you know, essentially it was to show that she had been working out and stuff. But in reality, you just wanted however many likes. 100%. To, you know, it's people's it, attention. Yeah. Affirmation book. Same Gabrielle thing. Union Gabrielle also. with her nipples and yeah. shit all out. And, and then Jimmy Butler was like, well, damn. And then Dwayne Wade got mad. That it's nigga, like, bro, I don't. Hey, if Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade got into a fight. Who you think is winning? I think Butler put hands Butler on him. Butler is a rough nigga. <laughs> that nigga been through a lot. <laughs> that nigga ain't got a haircut since he's been in the bubble. You don't want to fight no nigga that, any nigga that don't care about their facial hair. <laughs> that nigga got whiskers right now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Any nigga that look like a character off Sesame Street. You do not want to fight him. Oh, man. Yeah, Jimmy looked like he was a problem, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He different. He different. Um, but yeah, man, I, that's that's uh, like, I don't ever want to feel like I have to monitor things. People be like, oh, my boyfriend said I can't wear that. Or I can't do that. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I just don't want to have the problem to where I have to tell you like, yo, that's not appropriate. Like, you yeah. got your ass cheeks out. Like, yeah, that's making me look bad. I feel like, and damn it, I, I want to get off this topic. But the, mm-hmm. the last thing, too, is. I feel like everything you do when you with somebody represents them too. The other part, the other, other, other person. Yeah. So for if sure. I, if I'm outside and I got my shirt off and I'm trying to talk to any any and every girl, like just flirting with them or whatever, that's making my girl look bad. It's making her look like yeah. a joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or or like if you're a woman and you got a dude and you going out with your friends and your ass cheeks is out and your titties is hanging out, you look available. Yeah. You look available. Here's my ass cheeks. Here's my thighs and my legs. I have a boyfriend. Oh, you sure about that? Cause you sure as fuck don't look like you do. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't dress um comfortably or sexy, whatever the case. Whatever whatever woman considers sexy to me, I it's look, as a man, I can't tell a woman what's sexy and what's not. All I can say is when I see a woman, I've seen a I've seen women wearing like a Pepsi t shirt with some jeans and they look sexy look as a good. motherfucker. Yeah. Nice ass, nice thighs, Man, nice a breasts. Cat, a little dad hat on or little something. Dad Still hat. Look good. Like you don't realize women, you don't realize how sexy you are just being you. But the crazy part about that is if you see that same silhouette from a distance, right? It still look good. It still look good. Yeah. It does. Like you still look good. I don't think women realize that. I've seen women in fucking sweats with a shirt that wasn't ironed and shit. And I was like, man, that chick is sexy. Yeah. Being sexy is deeper than having your titties and your motherfucking ass out. I don't. And women don't get this. I don't get. I think that there's an element of attention they know that they grab. That's why they do it. Yeah. It's not so much like I want to dress sexy and do what I want. And you can't tell me what to do with my body. Nope, I can't. 
I don't have the right to tell you what to do at all. But what I can say is if I went outside in some gray fucking sweatpants with no underwear on and you can see the silhouette of my cock, you would tell me something about it. Yeah. You would say, hey, babe, don't go out like that. But but there's also this <laughs> there's also this element, right? Um, and um, so I'll put it like this. My friend was taking pictures earlier of this girl. She does right. uh, like real estate and um, she does like selling solar panels and all kind of stuff. She's right. a very successful entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Um, and he showed me the pictures and she has a nice body, but she was, she had clothes on. Okay. So basically what I'm trying to say is if your body is elite, yeah, it don't matter what matter. you wear. <laughs> you could be wearing a, um, a chicken costume. It don't matter what the fuck you got on. <laughs> you could be a mass singer and still be thick. You could be a whole mascot. <laughs> you could be a mascot for the LA Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> the little the little baseball running around, still be thick on it. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, switching gears. Um, comedian Brian Callen. We brought him up once before, but Brian Callen is a comedian. Um, he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast a million times. Uh, actually, me and Keith went out to the uh, comedy store in L.A. and no, seen, we seen him. We seen him out there live. He was fucking hilarious, by the way. Too funny. Too hilarious. Probably mm-hmm. one of the most theatrical type. Comedians yeah. you're gonna come across. He just came in on fire. Like, he was on fucking yeah, fire. Yeah. Callen is different. He built different. Um, but here's the deal. Callen got hit with some accusations recently. Uh, one was like sexual misconduct, and one girl, one woman was accusing him of rape. God right. Man. And and the thing about it is this is like you have to have some type of evidence disputing that. And what basically happened to Brian Callen recently is he was a but part do you? Huh? Because we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, but that's not how it works in the court of public opinion. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you're right though. We have to cater to society. You're right though. You are right. But two things are true. But also, like, if something is that old, it happened what in the 90s? I don't know. Yeah, uh, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. The 90s, it's yeah. like what kind of evidence do I have? You know, either way. Yeah, you're pretty much fucked, I guess. Yeah. But, but here's the deal, man. I, I um, Basically, he said uh, he, has a, he has a podcast. It's kind of popular. It's called Fighter and a Kid. Mm-hmm. And he he got on his Instagram and said, yeah, I'm going to be taking a leave of absence from my show. You know, just this and that. I'm not going to let cancel culture get the best of me and all this. Wah, 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 right. So my thing is, I'm not saying that, you know, he's guilty of what they say or he's innocent. I'm not saying anything because I don't know it. I don't know the situation. Yeah. But here's the deal. This is what happens when you don't own your shit. So basically, Brian Callen is uh, supposedly taking a leave of absence, but he's not on that show anymore. Now it's only Brendan Schaub, and the show is tanking bad. And Does uh, he have guests, or what is is just him who, talking? Who, Brendan Schaub? It's, yeah. guests, it's guests every time. Guests, yeah. Yeah, but the problem is, though, is you, yes. Brendan Schaub is not that interesting. He's really, <laughs> he's really not, but you know. He's punch drunk. Yeah, he, yeah, I don't call him punch drunk. No, he's, no, just not, he's just not that interesting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I got love for Brendan because he's, he, he's, you know, a comedian. And he's, he's, to me, he's not that great, but he's not that bad either. I say he's middle of the pack or, you know, lower than that because he had a special that came out on Showtime. <laughs> I try to find the funny in the comedian and artist subjective. You want to be respectful. You want to be respectful and yeah, artist okay. subjective. And, yeah. and, and comedy is a form of art. So I'm like, it wasn't good. You know, you, you know what's going to be the. I've had this conversation. I was talking to this right. uh, rapper out here mm-hmm. and uh, was having a conversation. She's like, yo, man, I dig your EP and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I appreciate it. And then like this song came on and um, it was some local rapper out here in Bakersfield. 
And uh, he was like, I didn't know who the person was, but he was uh-huh. like, yo, I just do not like this nigga's music. And he and he's a fan of mine. Like, he showed me respect when every, right. like, we cool, we cordial. Yeah. But he's just like, I just do not like this nigga's music. Yeah. So I'll be thinking, like, you know, having this conversation about Brendan Schaub, it's like sometimes or maybe never or possible that we do, like, run into certain people yeah. where we're like, yo, I don't care for your podcast, but, like, you know, it's nice to meet you kind right. of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that verbally, but you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but to make a long story short, um, Brian Callen is not on that podcast, and I'm sure it's because the powers that be said, it's not really the best idea to have you on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you don't run it, right? Yeah. So anyways, Brian Callen started some other podcasts that he's on, but this this guy's behind a paywall, right? Basically, in order to listen to this shit, you got to pay money on a mm-hmm. like Patreon. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is Brian Callen lost 1,000 Patreon subscribers in 24 hours. Jesus. That is crazy. Imagine these people paying like $15 a month, $10 a month. You know, and you add that up, dude. This guy's making 80 upwards of 80 plus thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Just from the podcasting. So when people say, Parker, you can't make any money doing podcasts. Um, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's doing this and people are like, they're not subscribing to it. They're like, you know what? There's a guy that made a good point about Brian Callen. They said, you know what? Right now you should be doing things for you know, um, like a, what do you call it? Like a, a public relations. Mm-hmm. You should be talking. You shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be charging anyone for anything right now, especially with what you're going through. You got to make money. You know, we're in a quarantine. Well, he got to he got to make money. But, dude, he's made a lot of fucking money so far. And I think that you can go behind a paywall eventually. But everything you got to fucking pay for. That's not cool, man. I'm, I'm not trying to like. Yeah. Be a proponent of or uh, whatever. Be a supporter of his. No. Yeah. But I'm just saying like. If uh, if they kicking you off your show, if they kick you off the fighter and the kid, mm-hmm. and then no all comedy. the comedy shows are shut down, you right. can't tour, you can't really make any money elsewhere. Right. Like, I guess the only way you can go is yeah. To- but I feel like this would be a gradual move. Yeah, I feel like um, it should be gradual. Meaning, <clears throat> you should have the outlook that okay, mm-hmm. um, this shit went down. Let me have nothing but free shows for the first three weeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me get on this platform and talk about how, you know, these claims against me are bullshit and how I have yeah. how I'm working with the police and investigators to, you know, show what's going on. I I, I don't I, I don't think you should be able to or you should just move on. And like imagine if um there's some sort of allegations about us, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I should come on this podcast and just be like, you know, going over the current events. Like you can't just move on without addressing. It just feels weird. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. I, he's made well. He's talked to some people. I've uh-huh. seen some interviews. He had this dude. Was this dude uh, something something uh, something Crowder? Some right wing uh-huh. uh, guy that has a podcast and shit. Mm-hmm. A very popular right wing dude. Something Crowder. He he has a thing that says "Change my mind." I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, yeah 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 yeah. That that it. dude. Uh-huh. Ch- uh, something Crowder. But um, it, it Crowder straight up asked him. He said, "Hey, so did you do it?" And he says, no, absolutely not. Right. He said, I just had to make sure, man. He's like, because if you if something comes back, you did it. I'm going to call you a piece of shit or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he has publicly addressed this multiple times. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you do have a podcast or something, you need to be transparent. Mm-hmm. You need to be genuine. You need to be honest. Yeah. And you need to be uh, let people know what's going on. But you definitely I feel like you shouldn't be charging them. And, and until it's gradual. Yeah, yeah. Don't definitely you, don't try. Tr- you gotta you gotta back. earn the respect back. And yeah. I'm looking at the comments from people fighter and the kid. They said, Oh, this shit's dying a very slow death. Like I, people are just not liking that show at all right I now. I think yeah. 
I, I just, like I said, I, we don't know their their uh, business situation or whatever. But um, if, I, yeah. if the situ if the if the allegations aren't true, and that's why we were saying this is important mm-hmm. to own your stuff. If the situation is just false, and obviously it happened in the nineties, there's no, there's right. just, there's these are just allegations at this point. Right. There's really no way out. And even with Bill Cosby's situation, I, I don't even understand how that played out right. like as far as the evidence goes since it happened so, so long much ago. evidence oh, <laughs> so much pudding so much evidence against me <laughs> so much semen everywhere <laughs> so slippery in here <laughs> so much wop going around <laughs> oh my god that's terrible but but um basically what i'm saying is that this these are just you know somebody coming out and making this uh claim against brian callen right if it's true or if it's not true um what we do know is that unless she took freaking uh a cotton swab right after that the thing happened and yeah. kept it in a capsule for 20 30 years or whatever yeah and then just presented to the police in 2020 yeah. um i don't think there's any way for uh, her to prove that this happened so i think that and we talked about it before about nobody ever really coming back after like those sort yeah. of allegations but but you know if if he if he didn't um do it and obviously he's come around and he said that he didn't do it. I feel like, um, it would kind of, it would wither away a little bit, but there will obviously be those people that just kind of, you know, still throwing shots in the comments or whatever. But I feel like if it wasn't true or if it's not true, then eventually like all that noise will kind of die down. And then Mm -hmm. if he's good at his job, which he is good at, he's good at acting, he's good at stand up. He's, you know, he has a decent podcast. If he's good at his job, then eventually like he'll be able to, People would just forget. We have short attention spans. Mm, we're in a different time, though. We're in a different time. This is this is social media. People don't forget shit. But if it's not true, though, if it's not true, it still won't matter. You got to realize that. Like I hate to use Kobe as an example, but when the shit happened with him, that was before social media was was coming around. Yeah. So what what it was is you know the claims went out, this, that, and the third. But if it had happened during the social media era, bro. That would be a fucking shit. That'd be a shit show. I haven't met anybody in my. I've not met, but I haven't seen anybody in modern history that got that basically got rid of it, except for Justin Bieber. He is the only one that I've seen because Justin Bieber had literal receipts. But what about this? Is not the same exact situation. But what about mm-hmm. Chris Brown? What do you mean? He beat up Rihanna, and now he's the biggest pop star in the world. Still, that's a good point. I think that that says that's a per, that's a great point. That's a great. But, I feel like, but 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 we fr- we don't frown down on beating women more than we frown upon allegations of rape. So, for example, Fabulous is a rapper, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody knows that. But he had allegations of beating up his girl, even knocking his teeth out, knocking her teeth out. Supposedly, yeah. nobody really has evidence of it. But that was not enough to cancel him because I seen him. Um, doing doing like a panel on a podcast and talking to people and nobody had a problem with it. He even came on Breakfast Club after that and they never addressed it. They never asked Fabulous, hey, Fabulous, is it true that you beat up your girlfriend? That Charlemagne, the same guy that's really quick to ask people questions and say, so uh, did you do this? And uh, blah, blah, blah. He didn't ask Fabulous shit. Mm -hmm. And I found that really weird. I thought Charlemagne was going to ask him, is it true that you beat? But that must be I feel like a lot of people 
kind of walked around that situation. They did. Like a guy like Joe Budden, I think they have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, all it kind of blew over. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about it um, very candidly and then mm-hmm. it blew over. And then, you know, they had casual conversations after that. Yeah. That's but, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> but they, I, I don't want to be, I'm not this journalist. 100%. But what happens with those platforms is they they address a lot of those things all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes on their pot and when somebody comes on the breakfast club, They'll be like, hey, you know, what are you doing for the black community as far as like, you know, Charlemagne asking Post Malone, you know, these kind of questions. Right, or, right. You know, uh, when. Um, Ambushing fucking Lakeith Stanfield. And yeah, yeah. All these all, people. All, yeah, all those those kind of situations. So yeah. When you have a history of doing that, but then also somebody comes on there and then you kind of skate over it. You skate over it. He so does it that shit. Weird. He does that shit with Cardi B, too. There's yeah. times where clearly. Um, she should have been donkey today. He didn't do it because that's his homegirl. Yeah. And I love Charlemagne. Don't get me wrong. But I also see the hypocrisy in the shit he does. Yeah. A lot of hypocrisy there. Mm-hmm. You know, huge fan of the podcast. By the way, I, I don't want to shit on them, but the brilliant his podcast is not being on par lately. Mm-hmm. No, it, no, no episodes, man. What's going on with you guys, man? Got to come back to the. You got to come back to the pod, man. We got. Yeah, hit. I mean, the, the, I got into podcasts, listening to their podcast. Yeah, great podcast. So man. it's just, it's just unfortunate. They're just kind of withering away and then they built up a lot of uh momentum like yeah. after that that rift they had with Charlemagne and, and Andrew Schultz yeah they had a, a a little battle or whatever and then yeah. they got back on track and the like after that podcast they were just going strong and yeah. then you know all of a sudden they're uploading late yeah over um, and over it's happening a lot yeah it's like dude you know we're what missing weeks yeah this is the this is what separates people who are passionate about podcasting or not and I don't want to paint them as not being passionate because Andrew has fucking, he's a podcast guy and he's a content guy. He has like four or five yeah, yeah, so I can't make that claim against him. But anyways, um, yeah, man. Um, where are we at? Oh, we kind of went on a tangent. But overall, this is why it's important to own your shit in regards to Brian Callen. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, I don't know the, the complete ins and outs of their business, but I will say I know enough to know that they can't kick you off your own shit when you own it. What what about um yeah what it, about R Kelly though uh what about do this? you think that situation is similar it's, I guess it's more statutory rape than um real rape but do you think do you think outside of him getting locked up do you think oh, and now the documentaries coming out I think it was a different climate but he mm-hmm. was still like and it's still people that are like ride or die R Kelly fans mm. like do you think if he dropped that like a song or something today outside of him being locked up do you think it would Oh, the song would do amazing. Yeah. Uh, the song would do amazing because people are very rebellious. Yeah. People are Trump supporters. They don't like to people be told what to are, do. People are uh, writers. Mm-hmm. Writers. People are, like, everybody's going against the grain, mm-hmm. you know? And now what's happening is, is people, think about this. We live in a country where there are right-wing people with AR-15s, and they're like, I wish a motherfucker would start some shit. I wish these writers would try to say something. Yeah. I'll put them down like Kyle did. And then, and, the pro, and then the, the rioters is like, yeah, we're going out tonight. We don't care. We'll fight, dude. We yeah. don't care. Yeah. That's the country. I'm not scared of you and your AR-15. I'm not scared of you and your AR-15. I got a rock. <laughs> you know, you fucking idiot. Oh, my God. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But man, you gonna stone somebody with yeah, AR fifteen? Stoning somebody. This ain't fucking two thousand <laughs> BC, motherfucker. That's funny. Fucking two thousand BC and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be a hard. That's a, that's that's gotta be a. Rough way to die. You know, that's getting stoned to death. There was a video I had seen. I guess this guy had raped um, 
that sounds crazy, but I guess he had raped a, a little girl or oh, something no. like that, and it was in the Middle East or something, and they were just throwing stones at him. Like, I seen, I think it was one video that was very graphic. This motherfucker picked up a big ass rock. It wasn't no regular rock either. Yeah. This rock was a like a boulder. It was a boulder. He threw that motherfucker, hit him right in the head, laid God him out. God damn. And then everybody just started throwing rocks on the dude, like big rocks. Oh my gosh. My question is this, and I don't want to be funny, but how do you have that many rocks laying around? <laughs> This shit is crazy, man. Ain't no plants in the Middle East. Yeah. Y'all the niggas is growing rocks. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, they got they got crops. <laughs> Nothing but rocks they out there. Watering rocks all day. It's like it's very good rock right here. <laughs> there used to be a book or something called like Stone Soup or something. I don't know if you remember uh-uh. that. Yeah, something I read in like first grade, kindergarten or something. All right. Uh, let's move on from this, man. All right, switching gears. Um, believing in God doesn't actually make you a good person. And let me elaborate on this before you tune out. Like, I'm a man of God and this is wrong. Okay. People think that automatically declaring themselves as a person of God makes them a good person. Well, let me let you in on the secret. There are people who believed in God at one time, felt they were very great Christians, but they also fucking owned slaves. Yeah. So how great does that make you? That I mean, being a good person is deeper than just a belief in God. That's my personal opinion. I feel like it's a way of life. It's um, it's it's something you either are about that life or you're not. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. And I've seen people and I, I'll go into the detail. I talked about this on Instagram on the story, but. I've known people that uh, go to church. I know girls that go to church. I know girls that thoughts they go to church every every weekend or every Sunday. It's just thoughts in there. I know dudes that's fucking all kind of women and cheating on their wife and lying. Like it's not gonna stop you from being a thought because you believe in God. It's not gonna stop you from lying and cheating on your wife because you believe in God. And I've known pastors that was fucking half the congregation and they obviously believe in God. So what? do you think it takes to genuinely be a good person? Yeah. Do you have to have a sense of morality or what is it? Yeah. I think, um, I hear that a lot too. Like, you know, in, you know, like the older women in my life would be saying certain things like, um, you know, if you get you a girl, she better know God. She better know Jesus. She, you know, she better be, you know, a church going woman or, you know, things like that. Um, but then you realize like it's coming from, a flawed place because exactly like you said that being religious or being in church has no real um has nothing to do with how good of a person you are there's people that go to church like you said and they're just terrible human beings right. they're extremely mean yeah um judgmental. judgmental just you know they look down on people eating booty eating eating booty <laughs> <laughs> Bible said, "Don't eat booty." Corinthians and Corinthians. Where, yeah, I wonder where that is in the Bible. <laughs> that it does talk about. Um, it's called like sodomy, well, doing anal. But, um, but I don't know about sticking your tongue. In they the don't booty, say though. nothing about eating yeah, the booty. Though. Yeah, I don't know if that was in, that had to be invented back in the day. Yeah, thine shall not. Thine, thine shall not eat booty. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt. <laughs> I be wondering, like, uh, did people really talk like that? That's what I'm wondering too. Yeah, did people really talk like that? Then probably I fi- I imagine they just wrote like that because that don't even sound it don't even sound like a good way to talk. Yeah, I know, not at all. But um, um, but yeah, it, it it has no real merit as far as like what you're doing on your in in your regular life. I think I think um being a decent human being and then being religious is like 
two separate entities. Exactly. There are good people that are, you know, very philanthropic and, you know, they go to church and they're really, really genuinely good people. Oh, yeah. But then there's someone that almost poses as that person. Right. And then in the in the in the outside of church, they're gouging money. They're using the exactly. offering and the in the ties as a way to fund their lifestyle and yeah. to buy private jets and stuff like that. So, yeah, these are two completely independent things. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that if you're a good person, it should bleed in everything you do. So if you're a person that's, <clears> a, you know, you believe in God or you, whatever your religion is, I think it should strengthen it because it's going to bleed. They're both going to bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're a person that, that I know people personally that go to church every Sunday, as soon as they leave, they're judging people. Oh, that's how they drive. I thought they made more money than that. That's how yeah, they got. So a lot sick, of times man. church is like a fucking fashion show to a lot of people. They show up. They got a Maserati and all of that. It's like, bro, you're you, like you're, you're coming here for the wrong reason, man. Yeah. Wrong reason, dude. I, I think it's a, it's a lot of classism in church. Oh, too, my God. Too much classism. Yeah. Ridiculous. You know, and I can't speak for everyone, but I just, you know, the churches that I've seen where, you know, you got people that come up, come up in these fancy cars and all these nice clothes. And, you know, I think this, you know, what's the, what's the, uh, I don't know where it is in the Bible, but it says come as you are basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people come in there and they kind of like looking kind of a little bit, a little bit raggedy or they clothes don't look very good. People will talk about you. Yeah. And it's sad. Like how they going to come to church wearing that? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how about whatever happened to taking that person to the side and saying, hey, excuse me, I don't mean to bother you, but um, I wonder what size clothes you were. Would you would you like if I helped you? You know, I know yeah. know somebody has some clothes they could donate, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. But to, to talk about people, man, I've, I've known people that cuss in church. Yeah. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and it'd be the, it'd be the pastor's kids sometimes, the pastor's kids or the cousins and nephews. PKs. People be hooking up in there, like mm-hmm. girls and partying. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's hilarious? What I've seen before, and I've done this before. I remember I went to the club one night and, you know, um, just had a little bit of drink, chill, went to sleep. And then the fam- all the family, all of my family went to church that day. So I was like, ah, I'll go to church. So I went to church and the same girls I seen in the club drunk, like drunk, sloppy drunk, hung over. Hung over. They was in the club in the church, like clapping their hands. I'm thinking, like, I'm not trying to judge anybody for what they do, cause but, but it's like people be like talking about nothing but God on social media, but they live in double lives. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you was such a holy roller, then why are the things not adding up? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So or 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 people like someone will judge you for cursing or saying the word fuck, but they actually fucking have to congregate. That's funny. So what's worse? Right? <laughs> that was a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. This niggas Jay-Z around. Yeah, here. man. Jay-Z and his bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, I think, but the thing is, is like, I think um, that you, you see like that, that old idea that we have to, uh, find a partner that is that way. But then yeah. you realize like, um, there's certain people that are atheists that are out here hundred percent, and outside of them, which, you know, is a person that of, of belief right. outside of them being a non-believer, they're like the perfect human being, right. they, you know, they donate right. all their money, right. you know, they feed the homeless, they do all, right. all kind of thing, good for the community and all that. But outside of just this one thing where is they don't go to church or they don't believe in God, right. and we just like kind of t- totally, totally dismiss them. them. But the person that is in church every Sunday and then is doing the complete 
complete opposite right. of what's, what would be good to the world. Right. Um, if people use God as one of the metrics they use for dating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's bad because you know what people do all the time and it really pisses me off. They use God as a uh, cosigner. Yeah. They use God as a cosigner for everything. Yeah. And it's like, I, sometimes I wonder if God could see some of the stuff people do and they'd be like, oh, this nigga again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, one thing that changed my mind a lot um, was when I started to, um, I was, I think it was in, like I was in junior college and I started seeing like different things as far as like Christians and Muslims and how, you know, right. primarily Muslims marry Muslims and Christians mm-hmm. marry Christians. But I started to see like different things about different relationships where like the Christian was dating a Muslim and mm-hmm. They, um, you know, their faith doesn't interfere with right. Uh, in in history, there's like a feud between yeah. the, between the religions, but nah, they just crazy. seen it as something to where like, okay, during Ramadan, you know, handle your business. You can mm-hmm. pray however many times a day, and you know, I'll cook you dinner whenever yeah. the sun goes down. And 100%. for me, I'm gonna go to church on Sunday, and it's, everything is gonna be. Yeah. So I, my friend, one of my um, friends, um, his one, I think his. His mom is Catholic, and then his dad is Muslim or something like that, and they have that kind of relationship. It doesn't right. interfere, and they live they live a good life. Right. So. I think that like I feel like I would I could easily work in that type of relationship. Like if I'm with a woman that's Muslim, yeah. or she believes that she's Buddhist, whatever she is, mm-hmm. I think that I can navigate. Not so much navigate. I could work with that. If we have kids, I'll be like I'm not forcing my my belief on them and if we both work with that then we could work off each other like you want to go you want to go to prayer or whatever with your mom that's cool yeah that's fine you want to come to church this weekend all right cool yeah like if you it i I don't think that religion should separate people that much yeah it really shouldn't it really should not that big of a deal no it's really then and the older i get to and obviously i I am christian but Mm -hmm. the older i get to you realize that like who knows at the end when the world is over and everybody dies like who knows who's really right a hundred percent christians are wrong the whole time you're like damn man i should have been praying to allah i should have been believing in prophet what if you die you die and then the muslims is like i told you i was right (laughs) (laughs) thank you come again (laughs) (laughs) you going to heaven to be like (laughs) (laughs) thank you my friend (laughs) oh man oh Oh, my god that's funny i got nothing you got anything else man Nah, that's pretty much it. We got love for all the Muslims out there, all the all, people, all in, the people in the world. Man. Yeah, all the no. people in the world. It's all just right. jokes, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I was a, I was a fan of the podcast. <laughs> you did that to me. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Black lives don't matter. <laughs> that's funny. All right, man. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up, man. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. To, it's hot in here. Yo, it's hot, man. I'm sweating. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like boiled hot dogs in there. Uh, <laughs> Balls thank, are sticking. Right. Thank you for listening to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. Right there. Peace.